Valverde. It was never easy for me. I was born a poor black child. of the 2015 regular season. This is show 207, and we are fired up to drop the fantasy football knowledge, giving you the goo once again, weekly, year-round, like we like to do. As usual, I'm sitting here with my boy Houdini to the left of me. I got Stag Party across the way. Dogmatica didn't make it this week. Uh, Feeling a little under the weather. And uh, he's going to work at home and get some content and stuff up on the Pyromaniac.com site. Um, really exciting. A lot of, you know, with the playoffs here and, and, and a lot of people in, in struggling or fighting in the last game of the season to get into the playoffs. It's a huge, crucial week. Obviously, there's no bye weeks. As usual, um, you know, we're follow- if you want to follow us, we're on NFL.com. Go to uh, schedule. Then on the left, it says regular season. Go to week 14, and we're starting on the Thursday game and going down. Before we do so, give you guys a chance to talk. What up? How you doing? Good. This is it's a crazy week now. This is, you know, first week of the fantasy playoffs. So everything really matters as far as making the, finding the right matchups or understanding, you know, if your top guy is going to have a tough matchup, and that's why maybe you need to use that boom guy as your flex play or whatever the case may be. So, and... Uh, you know, you got some divisional matchups, and you got some, uh, you know, just some some tough games out here that uh, are going to make it interesting. And last week was especially crazy. Just points scored in bunches all over the place. I think fifteen quarterbacks had over twenty-two fantasy points last week. Wow! Except for mine, the one I picked up <laughs> off the waiver wire, Tannehill. Good grief! Eighty-six yards. Good grief! I'm just happy. It was like him, or it was basically him or Cutler. And here's the worst part: I have a Rob, and on my bench, Bortles. Oh, Sat Bortles five touchdowns for friggin' uh, stupid Tannehill. Anyway, let's start and get into the game. You know, as usual, we'll tangent off and talk about other NFL stuff. We'll probably talk about my ball sack way too much. Um, sorry, it's just where it's just where it goes. Uh, on Thursday, December tenth. What is that? Seven days? Oh, that's, that's, yeah, a week before Star Wars comes out. Holla. Uh, We got the Vikings are heading down to the Cardinal Stadium. 
I will not talk about the stadium uh, in that awesome grass <laughs> rolling this week, I promise. Uh, what do you guys see here? Vikings obviously got Adrian Peterson calling out his coach and then coming back even today. And instead of saying, oh, you know, the heat of the moment, all this stuff, he's like, yeah, we got outcoached and outplayed. He's like doubling down on it. So as an owner, and as I'm, I'm sure you guys are owners and listeners are owners out there, I hope this guy's not talking himself into no playing time. I don't think it's going to be not no playing time, but a reduced number of carries. Well, let's let's put it this way too. He's going up against the Cardinals' defense that gives up 89 yards a game on the ground. So, you know, they are a stingy defense. So maybe it's one of those things where, let's say Adrian gets shut down a little bit early in the game. Who knows? Maybe the coach then decides that he's just not going back to him. You know, so and we all know that where Peterson does most of his damage is when he gets all of his carries in the late in the third quarter and into the fourth quarter. Well, yeah, well they showed that stat during the game. If you were watching, he averages three point two yards in the first quarter, three point five yards in the second quarter, five point two in the third quarter, and seven point five yards a carry in the fourth quarter. That's ridiculous. Pretty good. I did yeah. not know that. Give me the fourth quarter with that guy. I mean, he's got to get there. He's got to get a volume of work and. You know, eight carries and, you know, six targets just aren't going to do it. He's got to be a 20-plus touch type of week guy. That's who Adrian Peterson is. And this offense cannot function without him being that guy because Teddy Bridgewater scares no one. He is, like, seemingly regressed, you know, all season long and just looks pretty awful when asked to, you know, carry the load and throw the ball and... Even trying to get to a 300-yard game for Teddy B is just looking scary right now. So that Does I want it, nothing to do with them. Isn't that trouble then this week too? Because you have a Vikings defense that was really highly regarded a couple weeks ago, and then you saw what Seattle did to them. Now they're facing again one of the tougher offenses in the NFL. This NFC. is one of the premier offenses yeah. in the NFL. Uh, so they've got three wide receivers. Uh, a new rookie running back who looked like that's a stud the only weakness right now. I know he did, it, it, but that's their only weakness is that it's a rookie there. But and Carson Palmer, who has found new life directing this offense, and he's done whatever it takes to win games. You know, it's not like Carson's going out there throwing 350 yards every game. He's got some where he's throwing for 200, but he's throwing for four touchdowns. Chicago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, let's stick with the Vikings for a second. Um, so Bridgewater, we stay away from. We're all a little bit nervous about AP, who's had such a great season. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously, what's his name? Uh, Diggs has tumbled from grace. For Basically, the- Diggs is getting at Patrick Peterson this week. Yeah, so quite. even if he was having a great, you know, last couple of weeks, you avoid him. Where uh, the Cardinals can be beaten, typically in years past, is against the tight end position. So, you know, look for, you know, Kyle Rudolph to maybe have a little bit of a resurgence after sort of a down week last week. Crap game. But it's going to be Rudolph and AP, and that's all they really have. No doubt. Let's yeah. go on to the Cardinals. Okay, Palmer's helped out a lot of fantasy people. High at, uh, value play there. The Vikings have been weird on defense. They were, they were uh, you know, real, real amazing at the beginning, but now they're kind of up and down. They're, uh, you, can get, you can get fantasy football points on them. How... Who do, you, who do you think? Do you think there's a trouble at all here for the Cardinals? Or is everyone going to kind of have, uh, you know, is, is Palmer going to have a good game and that trickle down to the other wide receivers? It, it, it's With those guys, they got too much talent. Now that J.J.'s in the mix, it's like, it's almost, it's almost, you know, you roll the dice. Two guys are going to have a good day, but which, 
Which guys are they? Well, but but the thing that you're going to have to realize is that there's two guys that are going to get the majority of the targets, and that's going to be Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd. And then you have vying for all the other targets. John Brown is next in line, and then you get your J.J. Nelson and, um, you know, the other Darren, Darren Fells. Fells. Yeah, you know, a couple other guys thrown in there. But the difference is is that you you feel more comfortable, obviously, especially if Floyd's healthy. I mean, he's he's stepped up. And with him and Fitzgerald, those are two guys you feel very comfortable about. John Brown had his amazing games when one of those other when when uh, Floyd was down. So John Brown was pretty awesome last he week. Is, I know, yeah. 113 yards. Believe you me. Um, but now with JJ Nelson, he's taking away some of those long plays that were always being run by John Brown. Yeah, the targets for John Brown since his little injury and hamstring. Like, the pecking order has definitely changed. You don't know exactly how it's going to play out in the game. But I think he's still like a wide receiver three that you got to play every week. And I think, you know, Floyd's sort of in that same range. Larry Fitz is locked in as a high-end one. He's got 91 catches on the season, which is, what, third, second or third in the league right now? Uh, So you definitely want to have him in your lineup. He's an absolute must-start. And then we're going to talk about David Johnson, who did a lot in the first receiving game has shown big playability in the rust game and in the receiving game so he's probably well, a top 10 borderline play this week he's the guy that i thought is most interesting right what do we say last week can you trust what bruce arian says well bruce arian's backed up what he said going into this one david johnson had 22 carries and put up 99 yards so he gave him the the, the bulk of, of of the of the work he did you know some damages he got his touchdowns a wide receiver but he wasn't like the crazy game where you were th- seeing him er- used earlier in the year. He's a guy that can run inside the tackle. So the thing you know, I like about him the most is he had some opportunities uh, and fumbled and kind of really uh, kind of shit the bed in a couple opportunities early in the season. Even though you know he's, he had those returns and he had some big big play moments, but he kind of botched it in a couple t- opportunities to really make that step. And we know that Arians has notoriously not been a big fan of of, of rookies. So I think a lot of that is going to help. Re- Really make him be like, all right, let's let's seize this opportunity. Don't fumble. Let's make it happen. Here's the thing with David Johnson too. We're talking about how he sort of just sort of burst on the scene last week with the full workload, but this guy is still he's running back 25 in standard scoring leagues. Uh, he's had five games this season with over double digit fantasy points, and uh, over half of his games this season have come with over eight fantasy points. Yeah. He's doing it all in limited. Like we're gonna look at the end of the season fantasy points per touch, yeah. and he is gonna be one of the main proponents of that guy. He's gonna be way up there, and he's a guy that we're definitely excited about getting more touches because he's just explosive when he gets those touches. The only problem is it was the exact same formula and, and stats that we saw from Andre Ellington when he was getting the limited touches in his rookie season, averaging about like seven or eight uh, I think we all touch. agree that we like him getting more volume, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just because he, of the he, size. He's definitely, yeah, yeah. The size, the, size, the speed, the bust. The, the only reason why I even was liking playing a CJ2K throughout the season, even when he was playing good, it's like, he can bust one. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking at A versus B, you're like, hey, at least CJ can knock a 50-yarder, and you're like, in. David Johnson can do that. I think David Johnson can probably do it better than CJ Absolutely. could. So. Absolutely. At well, this stage in their careers. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I'll do a quick Pyro promo. Uh, Pyro Pro, make it happen. I won't go too in-depth in it, but it's a, it's a great resource for you if you're a, a fanatic for fantasy football around, year-round and you're looking to uh, not uh, take, it, take a week off with us. 
Um, join Pyro Pro. And if you join today for 40 bucks for the year, uh, you get it until this date, December 8th of 2016. It's not till the Super Bowl's over. It's not the 2015 season. You get it till next year. So check that out. I think it's worth it. You can dip uh, your feet in the water for five bucks a week um, or ten bucks a month. You can ask us direct second opinions. There's special charts. Houdini, we put up your uh, pickups video that only is exclusive to Pyro Pros uh, for the waiver wire each week. Uh, just an awesome thing. There's news feeds that Valverde puts up. Uh, last week, Valverde did something like 95 news feeds. Pretty awesome. Um, so, enjoy it. Dashboard, you can put up 100 players that you have across your teams. Follow our player rankings from Dogmatica in your own private dashboard. The news feeds go there. These charts go there that Stag Party works on in the video. It's a pretty awesome thing. So, pick it up and it helps support us. We give you the goo. You help support us to get deeper goo. And goo that only is made for you. Now that you're going out into the world, there's uh, something you should know. You see that? Yeah. That shit. And this is Shinola. Shit. Shinola. Son, you're going to be all right. Let's do this. Anyway, let's get into the next game. That's going to be the Bills at the Eagles. Wow, the Eagles uh, shocking, obviously, the Patriots. Uh, the Bills look like they're uh, cruising into their into a, into a hot streak here. What happens? We'll start with the visitor side. Buffalo Bills. This is obviously a big game for... Uh, this you know, is the revenge yeah, game. Like, yeah. I mean, it should be LaShawn McCoy all over the place. Rex Ryan understands about revenge games. Uh, he can't stand... Everybody in the <laughs> division that he's played, but like especially the Bill Belichick's, and you know that he's uh, the way that he's picked up players off of his former team uh, and just to, to play against the Jets, uh, the guy that, that broke uh, Geno Smith's jaw. So now here he is, gets to go back home. What did Deshaun Jackson do in his first game going back to Philadelphia? So I think Lashawn McCoy is going to have a lot in store for this game. Do you think? Um, go ahead. Fuck LaShawn McCoy. Fuck it's that. all about T-Mobile. <laughs> T- Have you noticed that they've completely changed this offense in recent weeks in regards to how they are using uh, Tyrod Taylor and how many more deep shots they are allowing him to take? Remember at the beginning of the season, he was completing like 75% of his passes, had like the highest completion percentage ever. And now, not so much. Now they're letting the man sling it now that he's comfortable in the offense. So, yes, I agree that LaShawn McCoy is going to be good. That's not exactly what I'm saying. I just want to talk about the hot topic, and I want to talk about Tyrod Taylor throwing three touchdown passes a week for the last two weeks, scoring four touchdowns a week, just running in, running whenever he wants, do, just taking shots and involving Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins had three catches of over 50 yards. Yeah. One was called back. <laughs> One was called back. So his final stat line was one catch for 53 yards, another catch for 53 yards, and then a touchdown catch of three yards. <laughs> Pretty good. Remember when I told you you got to play Sammy Watkins just because he has that boom and big boom potential? That's what we're talking about, and that's still the case this week against a terrible, terrible secondary. Terrible secondary. <laughs> The, they're not so bad as far as, and this doesn't hurt uh, Sammy Watkins at all, because Tyrod Taylor's not throwing for 300 yards in any of these games. But 
Philadelphia's holding teams to 276 passing yards a game, but they they're second worst in the league with 28 touchdowns allowed. They're only getting beat by a touchdown's worth of scores by the New Orleans Saints, who've given up 35. They have allowed 10 passing touchdowns over the last two weeks. That that's that's about all you need to know uh, regarding how that ten touchdowns the last two weeks. Yeah, passing touchdowns. That's crazy. Now, Dogmatica does have right now, and it changes it sw- swings around a little bit. But usually, when he's super high on a guy at the top, like he is uh, T Mobile, like right now, number three for quarterbacks right now is T. So this brings a question that we got in second opinions, and I'd like to uh, throw it out to you guys right now. I'm spacing the name of this Pyro Pro member. Um, but he, he had a great question as a second opinion. He goes, now, I just checked out the player rankings. Are you telling me that I got, with, with Big Ben's 10th at quarterback, that, I'm, that you're telling me that I should play Tyrod Taylor over a Big Ben at quarterback this week? Let me start with let me start with Tudini over here. Is there any way if your two quarterbacks are and if you're starting the playoffs or you're in a smaller eight to ten man league and you've got only four teams that go into the playoffs and it's your last week to get win win your way in there? Are you is there or any the first way week you, of the playoffs? Yeah, or yeah. that's I, just, I said that um, or that Tyrod Taylor would you ever be able to start him over Big Ben? You know, and it's crazy too because Roethlisberger has a, a tough matchup against the Bengals who. We're the one team that slowed him down in the last six weeks. So, although I will tell you that that, that matchup is absolutely tasty, I really have a hard time <laughs> sitting Big Ben. The way that the way that Roethlisberger puts up games, I it, Roethlisberger can game anybody. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't bench Big Ben. And this guy's name, sorry, is I Brewster thirteen is his handle. Uh, I don't know his real name, but I Brewster thirteen asked the question. What about you, Stag Party? I, I can't do it, but you know, there's guys I can consider it over who you have been starting all season long. The Matt Ryan's of the world, oh, for sure. the no. Eli Mannings of the world, mm-hmm. the guys like this who are you know not coming in hot. They're they're coming in with a little bit of you know a little bit of pause behind them. With Big they're coming ben. in hot, but it's more like when a uh, an airplane like gets shot down. No, it's, more it's like cruising, when they drop down into the ground. No, more like when they drop the lavatory from thirty thousand feet. That's what. That's how hot they're coming in. <laughs> Speaking of which, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid. Yeah, so that's I agree. There's with Big Ben, the, how lethal that offense is, the weapons. The I mean, let's we'll talk about them. We'll get there. Um, but you, you got to play Big Ben over over a T-Mobile. But in a league, I will be playing a T-Mobile over a slew of quarterbacks. Just rolling the dice. Well, let's put it this way. Okay, I, I would not start him over uh, uh, Tom Brady. I would not start him over Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Andy Dalton. You know, I consider starting him over Andy. Yeah, I've started him over Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's done nothing. Andy Dalton's been like 230 yards and and and, and puke change. So a- yeah, Andy Dalton's your boy. No, he's not would, my boy. Who would you play? <laughs> my boy. Never was my boy. T-Mobile. Would you, I, no, I, would you play um, T-Mobile or uh, James Winston? T-Mobile. I mean, James Winston or T-Mobile. And then let's move on to the. Uh, the I still Eagles. go with the better performing quarterback. I mean. Uh, and the two big, averaging the two worst defenses against the pass. That's why I'm asking about here. Yeah, so I, I, you got to go with Tyrod, and you got yeah. 
because at least you know what? Sammy Watkins holds on to the ball. I can't say the same for Mike Evans. If you got points for some of the penalties that the Saints give to a quarter, it'd be great. If you, I, Brandon Browner? Oh, my oh God. God. <laughs> that guy alone, I would just play whoever's going up against that guy. He's unbelievable. Who, who roasted that guy? Uh, oh. And then he got him back. I don't remember. Sorry. Brandon Coleman? No, no, not even one of the receivers. One of the commentators uh, oh, destroyed oh, him, oh. and then he said, "You shouldn't even be in the league anymore." It's disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's kind of it's ridiculous. It's a it's kind of a joke. Um, all right, well, let's talk uh, quickly. We got is um, Williams out concussion or just he, he can't really rely on him right now. He's got that shoulder issue, a little bit of other slew of issues, but right now it looks like they've got another guy and Gillisley who they're comfortable with. Uh, Lashawn McCoy left that game. With a mild injury for is that a while. How you it? Is, is it Gillisley or is it Gillesley? I remember when he was uh, drafted uh, by the Dolphins. I'm going Gillisley because that's how I've heard it pronounced. So, all right, that, that's all I got for you. That's fine. <laughs> I like, like Gillesley better. I'm As someone that botches names like nobody's business, I'll take it. I mean, Carlos Whatever you Williams, say, buddy. I'm going to Carl- say Gillesley. He's going to go Gillesley. He had that string of just games where he was scoring touchdowns and scoring touchdowns and scoring touchdowns. We told you that was going to end. Touchdown regression happens. And, you know, even if he gets back in there, he's not getting a great enough workload with LaShawn McCoy now firing on all cylinders in a revenge game that he's worth a look this week. Nice. All right, anyone else we need? Uh, Wat, uh, Watkins, you're playing. He's on He's on fire. Um, they need to get him more volume and more targets, but as you said, he dropped the pass and... I think they get it. They they know that he's it, it, letting uh, T-Mobile throw it downfield and get him the ball. It's it's it's, it's changing the whole dynamic and opening stuff up for everyone involved. And obviously, we know that um, Clay had a nice game uh, last week as well. So yeah, that was you worried about mo- him. That was situational. That was situational in one big play late. I think he scored a what forty yard touchdown, forty yard plus touchdown. He's uh, always that way. I've, you play that guy with no confidence. It's it's tough. We like him. But it's hard. You gotta get a touchdown or a big play out of him for a big nice day. Anybody, anybody else to talk about on the Bills? All right. Robert Woods showed up a little bit, made a couple plays, but nobody. You know what? No. There's no confidence there that you can trust starting him. And if you're starting him, you're hoping for a touchdown, and those don't come but once every four or five games at best. So and he got one last week. Yep. So all right, Eagles. Uh, Sammy Bradford. Uh, can, can I say this about the Eagles? Okay, they beat the Patriots. When you look at the offensive stat sheet yeah, from them, you go, how many points did they score? Because 14. Right. That's all, <laughs> that's all they scored. Sam Bradford, 120 passing yards. Two touchdowns. That's, that's his saving grace. And thank you, Philadelphia special teams and defense, for scoring more fantasy points than pretty much everybody on the uh, Philadelphia offense combined. Oh, definitely. I mean, that defense was the real story, and that was coming off you know weeks where they had allowed 10 touchdowns combined, and then they allowed a few more to Tom Brady. So I think over the last two weeks, they've allowed like 13 you know touchdown passes. Like, it's ridiculous what they're allowing. But then they go and they drop 27 points in some leagues uh, when they weren't even on a startable radar. Right. Like, they were, you know, completely dropped in a lot of leagues, you know, going into that matchup. And holy crap, you know, Darren Sproles had, what, uh 80-yard, you know, return that makes them look awesome. They got that uh, block kick return, and, you know, they got a pick return, and they just do it all. They just score it every which way, and they end up beating Tom Brady and the Patriots. 
and now they are back tied for first place in one of the shittiest divisions I've With ever three seen. Teams. I have ever seen in football. Is this is this the new thing, uh, side tangent here, with the NFL that every year we get one division that is just absolute god-awful and we, we keep getting these, you know, bare, uh, this division you're probably going to get a sub-500 team potentially making it into the, yeah, definitely. the playoffs or at least at 500 at best. Well, kind of like Carolina last year, right? Yeah, Carolina, even though they were much better than everything sort of like that showed, but but still... Ugh. I'm glad one thing, that the stinker of all stinker games that DeMarco Murray threw down happened last week, and that you heard the news that the puss bag went into his boss, the owner, and complained about his role. He will definitely be traded uh, this offseason, but my question is, can I forget the past? He's been my, he's been a, a guy that I've played, and I'm, I know you got to talk about my team, but I'm, I'm trying to ask this for a lot of people that probably own him out there. Is he a guy that you can trust as your flex? I've had him at the flex position all year. I sat Yeldon this week for him. Not a good time. Can you trust him moving forward? Is the complaining to Lurie going to get him more carries? Or is he just a sit? Is he a sit at this point? Basically, he played 14 total snaps last week. Eight total carries for, what, 18 yards? 24, 24, 24 yards. yards. So not, not, not a great day. The 14 snaps is what is discouraging. You know, Kenyon Varner playing in front of him for a majority of the game. No, I, he's not trustable. There's nothing that gives me confidence, especially with Ryan Matthews returning from his concussion today. He was uh, in practice today. Uh, so, you know, he's been the best running, best player running the ball this season uh, for the Eagles. He's the one I might consider playing, and it may be DFS, but I don't even know if I could trust him in, in a real league going up against this Bills defense, even though they aren't great against opposing running backs. Well, they've, they've, they've just really been bad in a couple games that, that, that makes them look bad. But, you know, I, I know. I'm not starting DeMarco Murray. Ertz, feeling good back? I'm not feeling good about anyone in Philadelphia. I mean, look, this the offense has just looked – it sputters all the time. We have not seen any of the, the flash that we saw out of Chip Kelly's offense in, in previous years. So, no, I, I, I have no confidence right now. And the Bills are a team that's playing better football. And I think they're going to roll them. So I watched the film again. And basically, this is the this is like Green Bay East. They have the same problem. They can't stretch the fucking field. There is no Jeremy Macklin there to get vertical. There's no Deshaun Jackson there to get vertical. You know, Riley Cooper can't really get vertical. You know, Jordan Matthews isn't asked to get vertical. Nelson Aguilar can't seem to do it uh, when they press him. And Josh Huff, Josh Huff no, is no. not a vertical field stretcher. He's more of a yak guy. So they're having that same sort of problem that they just can't, you know, expand this offense. And that's, you know, ruining everybody. But Ertz finally got in the end zone, so you're encouraged by that a little bit. Um, and He's, he's just, alive. He's, he's alive and back to playing. I mean, he's gotten a lot of volume this year just without the touchdown. And with the state of disarray that the tight end position is, like, he's an interesting sort of guy. I mean, there's a, a slew of tight ends who are just, it's a crapshoot. Uh, now that you're missing Gronk and Eifert. Um, and, you know, Jordan Matthews got in the end zone, had a decent day. But, yeah, he, the wide receivers have a nice matchup. Uh, Finney, the only one you could start, though, is Jordan Matthews. All right, let's go to the next game and breeze through this one if we can. Um, and that one's going to be the Seahawks visit the Ravens. Uh, start with the Seahawks. Doug Baldwin is wide receiver 12 in standard scoring now. 
crazy. Um, and basically, he's done it all in the last five two, weeks. Uh, two games, though. He also had another 20-point game before that uh, four weeks ago. So he has been more involved in this offense. He's been scoring touchdowns, and he's showing some, as Dog's favorite word is, dynamicism that you want to see. Uh, you know, he is an interesting wide receiver three every week. Him and Tyler Lockett sort of are in that wide receiver three flex range uh, with some upside because this is an offense that started to turn it on. You know, Thomas Rawls is the engine that powers this offense. And even in a tough matchup this week, you've got to start him. Well, you have to start him, you have to start him because it's, it's Seattle's who they are. It's their motif. It's what they, what they do. We run the ball. We run the ball no matter whether you have the best defense or you have the weakest defense. And that's where everything else come, you know, works off of. If, if they're not able to run the ball, they don't give it up. It's like, you know where you see like other teams that give, you know, you have your eight carries for Lamar Miller, or five carries. Oh, we, we just abandoned the running game. They, they don't do that in Seattle. Even on a bad day, you're going to get 15 to 16 carries out of the running back. So Rawls can break through there, you know, yeah, I like this matchup against the Ravens when you're talking about a defense that, that can be beat uh, you know, all over in the passing game. I, I definitely think that I, I like the chances for the deep shots for like a Tyler Lockett. I'm not sold, though, on Luke Wilson. You know, Jimmy Graham was hardly used or not used effectively when, when he was in the offense. Maybe they're going to use Luke Wilson more effectively in the offense, but he's not going to be hardly used in the offense with all the other tight ends out there I look elsewhere. Here's the thing with Luke Wilson. He's an on-again, off-again player. He's going to have a couple boom weeks where he scores a couple touchdowns. He's have some weeks where he's more involved. And the thing is, with Jimmy Graham, that's not acceptable. But with Luke Wilson, it's acceptable. Like, when the matchups allow it, Luke Wilson will be fine. Like, he's a matchup play sometimes. Uh, don't really like him against the Ravens. The Ravens are, you know, fairly tough against opposing tight ends. You know, but you love Rawls. Here's the thing with Rawls. And he's got six total games with double-digit carries. In four of those games, he's averaging over five yards a carry. He's just getting that, you know, chunk yardage. Uh, and he's getting volume that is just not not easily found on the waiver wire. This guy is just the power that's driving that offense right now. He's averaging 5.6 uh, yards a carry on the season, scoring touchdowns. And, and while he's not very much involved as a receiver... He's getting more involved every week. All right. Uh, obviously, Russell Wilson's hot as hell. Uh, probably he, we got dogs got him as number two quarterback right now. Uh, probably should be starting him in this matchup. Uh, Ravens are are good to go against in that capacity. Nothing else to speak of here, right? All right. Let's go over to the Ravens side of the ball. <laughs> Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. It is now three straight games. The last three games that Schaub has started, two with Baltimore and then one in his previous that has been pick six. He is on the verge, if he can do it this week against Seattle, and there's a good chance that he can, to tie his NFL record of four straight games with a pick six. Yep, and that was, like, I think in the total scheme of things, in like the last two seasons he's actually played, uh, he has a pick six in seven of 11 games. And has a pick in 10 of those 11 games. He is not worth starting. Jimmy Clausen might be a better start than Matt Schaub at this point. Crazy. Uh, I mean, to be honest, let's be honest. Let's move on. 
I don't think he really I mean, played anybody on this I mean, team. Kamara, Kamara Buck, Buck Allen. Buck Allen. Oh, Buck Allen. He was the top-scoring yeah. fantasy running back in football last and he, week. And he did it as uh, a receiver, and he's going to have to right. do it again oh. as a receiver in this matchup. Let me tell you, is he a better receiver than Justin Forsett? Yes. Oh, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Things I know. Just we, so were saying, know. we were saying that in the preseason. Oh, who's, no one was more on the Buck exactly. Allen train for a while than our team. No one. But the thing is, is did, were you able to hold him on your team long enough, or did you drop him? I dropped him. Yep, yep. yep. We've got him in some places, though. That's pretty nice. So he is going to be a guy who, who's just going to get volume. Yeah. I mean, we were worried about Terrence West a little bit you know, two weeks ago with how they used him. It's not still worried, you're, West. You're not worried about that shit anymore, are no, you? No. Like, <laughs> All right, let's move forward. Let's move on. Let's catch up here. We can scratch the Ravens off. They really need some help on this offseason to figure it out. All right. 49ers against the Browns. 49ers, obviously, Gabbard, it's nice to not have Dog here spewing his hate, but I was at the game. The guy is not too bad. The Bears aren't great, but he's not too bad. He looks like a pro quarterback. Do I think he's going to be have have a career out of this, or if they're not going to be shopping for someone new? No, but you see him in the pocket, dude. He's he 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 checks his reads. Then now if he can run, he's not not terrible. Here's the thing. Remember what me and Dog advocated for starting uh, Blaine Gabbert over Kirk Cousins <laughs> against you two? How'd that work out for you? Hey, you got my money by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I do. What was it? Well, uh, we had uh, another side bet on uh, on uh, a couple other second opinions, second opinion <laughs> questions. But it, not like one of us was really destroyed. I mean, we're talking a difference of you know, guys that were scoring four point six points versus five point four points. Yeah. So yeah, well, Gabbert had a better game than than Cousins. No oh, question yeah. about it. But the thing is, with Gabbert, he was having a, a shit awful game. It was dog shit. He was scoring like five fantasy points. Then suddenly he runs for a 50-yard touchdown. Oh, and there's 11 fantasy points. And then he throws a 71-yard score to Torrey Smith to win the game. And there's, you know, another, depending on your league settings, seven? Yeah. So, and that's how he scored a majority of his damn fantasy points was on two plays. So that's a 15-point play in, in some of my leagues. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're watching you're watching that and you're thinking like, oh, Blaine Gabbert sucks. And, but the thing is, against even tougher defenses, against C- Seattle and against Arizona, he scored like 15 and 16 fantasy points. So, he's been pretty good, pretty decent. He's not, he's maybe a starter in two quarterback leagues though. Um, that's all. You guys, you guys complain about that uh, team speed, and obviously they they got him on the last play of the game. I didn't, I don't think Torrey Smith did a thing the whole day, but that team is so slow. Six yards. They're so slow. You look at, I mean, watching the play unfold. I mean, God, God damn, is bold and slow. Yeah, well, the other thing is they never can hold the ball long enough for these plays to develop for Torrey Smith to actually be useful, and they don't have a good enough running game to be able to have the play action to be able to get him open. I don't know, man. Sean Jones got like 100 fucking touches in the last four weeks. 100. He's averaging, you know, like 10 fantasy points a week. He is a running back, too, just based on volume. They've got no reason to rush back Carlos Hyde for the rest of the season. And with the running back position, the shit it is, Sean Drawn is a valuable fucking asset as we go into the playoffs. Stag party, you're getting you're getting violent. I like it. I like it. Sean Drun. <laughs> Lean and mean in fourteen, buddy. I like it. Nice. You're getting mean. Um 
All right, let's move on to the Brown side of the ball. Johnny Football is the starting quarterback. Ugh, Did you hear the thing about Johnny Football today? No. He went on Twitter and he liked something by not John Madden that said once Johnny Football was named the starter, uh, he decided to go out and have a party. And he liked it on Twitter. <laughs> Johnny Football liked it? Oh, yeah. Or whoever manages Johnny Football's Twitter account. This was just that, probably that idiot best friend of his that you always see him <laughs> so next taking to pictures? him. Holding the body like, <laughs> that fucking idiot, Johnny Football. Johnny Royale! Alright, anything, I mean, literally, is there anything to talk about here? I, I, I can cover it real fast for you. So, Johnny Johnny Football will play in his first game back. The last game he did it, he did throw for over 300 yards. He completed 73% of his passes, so he, he was looking pretty good. Um, you have the 49ers defense, which has been atrocious against the run. They're giving up 125 yards a game. Um, so, you know, you look at uh, nearly 23 fantasy football points a game. Um, I, I look at I look at Duke Johnson as being a viable option here. I think he's going to do a lot Flex. better than he, yeah, than he did last week with uh, Austin Davis. You're not going to start Isaiah Crowell. I don't care what the matchup says. And as far as with the wide receivers, I, I just there's, I can't really feel super comfortable about any of them. Travis Benjamin, because of his big playability and the way that Manziel can extend the pocket at, at times, then he's maybe your boomer bust type guy. He's your boomer bust type wide receiver three, except you have to monitor him on the practice reports. Uh, because he did leave that game with a shoulder injury, but they think he will be fine. Um, the real question is Gary Barnage, is Big Gary, because he's been a different player with Manziel under center, even though he has had one good game with Manziel under the center. The last game now. when he threw for 300 yards. Yeah. Yep, so that's he's just a guy you got to start. With all the other, t- other touchdown-dependent tight ends, Gary has just scored more touchdowns, and that makes him a start. And with all the other guys that are that are injured out there, hurt, in the injured, position, he, his sucking. value goes up. Gary, who's Gary? Valverde's Gary. Valverde. Feeling different again, huh? It's like I don't fit in. It's like I don't belong here. It's your birthday, and it's time you knew. Naven, you're not our natural-born child. You were left on our doorstep, but we raised you like you were one of us. You mean I'm going to stay this color? (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your audio tonight. Uh, So we are listening to The Jerk, Steve Martin's, uh, I I think Steve Martin's finest... uh, Comedic acting performance. One of the best comedies ever. Ever. Yeah. God, movies just A plus four about five stars on a four star scale. I mean, it's so good on all the audio is, is hilarious with it, but it's just too bad because you need to see it because it's also very visual. Very good. And, and we are uh, you know, today is the thirty uh, fifth anniversary 35th. of the death shooting death of John Lennon. So we uh, also were going with uh, playing John Lennon music, and we opened up with What You Got. And uh, we will close with, of course, Imagine, because... Beautiful. The best song, one of the best songs ever made. Yeah, too bad too bad he's gone. John Lennon, the Beatles, so sick. Life would suck if you were never a part of it. So, nice work. Uh, good stuff. I've been just, it's known, I've been t- asking Houdini, he'll, me and him will get a back and forth on audio sometimes. 
he usually just doesn't come, but I'm always just like, I'll throw it out there, like, jerk, can we do the jerk? He's like, I gotta watch the movie and record these things, it's gonna take forever. He's like, no, no, and then finally today I got a text from Houdini, he's like, it's the jerk, and literally, I was fired up, how quickly did I respond, dope, I was like, dope, I was like, yes, I knew he, I knew he was gonna give this to me, that movie's phenomenal, good stuff. Um, Alright, let's... Move on to the next game. Yeah, oh, yeah. let's go to oh, the yeah. Lions at the Rams. Well, go ahead, Stegs. You can start with this one. Take a bite on that piece of crap. Yeah, run through this piece, piece of crap, crap pie. Matthew Stafford has Shit. turned it on with seven Shit. touchdowns over the last two weeks, averaging you know two hundred and seventy-five yards passing. Uh, this is a game against a tougher Rams defense, although they've been a little bit lax in the last few weeks. Uh, over the last five weeks, they've allowed scores of uh, 24.7, 12, 19.7, and 22.2. So you could definitely still think of streaming a Stafford. Uh, you know, one things that could happen here, you know, Janoris Jenkins went down a couple different times in that game. Um, he, he could be the guy who's on Calvin Johnson, but Calvin Johnson's just been so hot that you're going to stick to playing him. Uh, you know, Golden Tate's a wide receiver three, maybe a flex play at best. Uh, you know, you're not going to start any of these running backs. I think there is a chance, you know, potentially to see some big playability from Amir Abdullah, though. Uh, the St. Louis Rams against running backs have had, you know, an up and down season to say the least. Jeremy been, Langford lit them up they've been, like crazy. They've been hurt by speed. Uh, over the last five weeks, they're allowing 24.5 uh, fantasy points a game against the NFL average of 17. So if you're going to start any of the running backs, you know, Amir Abdullah in standard, PPR, Theo Riddick. And part of this has been just because the Rams have been horrible on offense. And, and that's not changing. No. Yeah. So, you know, that's why you're able, to run, you're able to run on them because they're just not moving the ball up and down the field. And, you know... Unfortunately, this is one of these situations where... Are we done talking about Detroit? I don't need to talk about Detroit anymore. I think we should be done talking about both of them. Go on. But Todd Gurley. we got to talk about Todd yeah. Gurley because everybody the that... Todd Father. The Todd Father. I mean, He's so, looking a little more like the toddler. The toddler, yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, it, you know, it's really going to come down to what do you have as your other potential running backs that you're going to play instead of him. You know, that will determine whether you do or you don't. But I don't think that going into this game or any game lately, you can feel anywhere near as confident as you were after his first, what, three games that he came out or four games coming out? Here's the thing for the Detroit Lions. They give up touchdowns to running backs. You know, Todd Gurley wasn't necessarily good for a few weeks, even before last week and the week before that. But he was scoring double-digit fantasy points every week because of his ability to score touchdowns. They're giving up at least one a game to opposing running backs with 13 on the season in 12 games. So, he's a top 10 option. Well, then you're going to start him. So, I like it. Um, the stats go, don't can, lie. Can, Thank you. You're not playing anyone else, right? Uh, can we move on? Maybe no, Tavon Austin. Tavon. Your boy. Your boy. You know what? No, I'm, my boy, and if you've uh, played the Tavon Austin card any time in the last few weeks, you are not going to be playing the Tavon Austin card in this meaningful game. And then he'll have, he'll have a, a huge game, game I'm sure. Frustrated. <laughs> Sounds like fantasy football's in the room. All right, let's go to the Titans at the Jets. 
Obviously, the Titans, that was, uh, I, I was at the game, so I just looked at the score run. I'm like, what's going on? And you were texting me, like, this game's nuts. It was ridiculous. It was just touchdown, 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 touchdown. Woo! Are you selling touchdowns? Oh, like, I feel like I've heard your voice on TV. <laughs> oh, that was, uh, yeah, that was a bonanza of, of bad defense and, uh, and just crazy bottle it up? Is this, a, is this a trend that happens with the Jets? You know, this is one of these things that I think that for, you know, because it's, uh, can Tennessee bottle up what they didn't do against Jacksonville? Because when you allow Blake Bortles to throw five touchdowns against you, and this was a defense that had been so stingy against the pass, uh, you know, earlier in the season and, and, and limiting, although, the, and I kept saying earlier, they hadn't played any real quarterbacks. They were abused by Allen Robinson. I worry about their defense being able to deal with Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker in this. Way, way to switch over to the other side. I know, well, but, I, but I'm going to say this: the the reason why their their offense is putting up as many points as they they have been is because their defense has been letting up all these points. So I, I kind of see it being the same type of a situation where they're going to put up. You're going to get Delaney Walker's going to get plenty of points just because of the sheer volume that he gets. Antonio Andrews is going to get. Eh, you're not going to want to start him, but he'll get his carries. And go ahead. Who else do you want to start? Beckham? With? Is that a trend? Or a, I, I want to talk about Marcus Mariota because he did some great things, like rushing for an 87-yard touchdown. He had his career high in rushing attempts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he rushed for 117 total yards and a touchdown. There's just things that are coming and sort of all combining right now that say, hey, he's probably a good start. But... Here's what I don't like against the Jets. Marcus Mariota struggles against pressure. He has one of the highest sack rates in the league. Uh, He has one of the lowest uh, quarterback ratings in the league when under pressure. Nobody fucking blitzes more in the league than Todd Bowles. That's just he blitzes pretty much every play. And he's got and he's got a ferocious uh, guy, you know, Wilkerson up front that that puts pressure on you all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. So this is a team that will get pressure. That's what I don't like for Marcus Mariota, but his ability to take care of the ball uh, through the air. He's actually like leading the league in fumbles, of course, you know, like with like eight lost um, in ten games. So he's on a Jay Cutler-like pace there. Uh, so you're a little bit concerned for him, but he just has that, you know, athleticism. And they seem to want to let him run a little bit more now um, just because it's going to help his development a little bit. You know, his running ability will open well, up look, some holes in the passing game. But that's the whole thing. Why do you want it? You, you always want your star quarterback or whoever who's a runner to be able to run because you need to have defenses being preparing for that element, and then you can use rollout bootlegs where they think it's a run and turn it into a pass, and you can create big plays. But Delaney Walker is one of the safest tight end starts Absolutely. out there. Uh, Dar- uh, Doriel Greenbeckham is one of the. Players who's an he's an I, enigma. He is, he is you know talented as shit. Uh, he's unrefined as a route runner, but has been looking better lately, and has been able to sort of just make some big plays, go up in the air and make it. And he's getting a lot of targets too. But the problem that I have is in this fantasy football first round playoff week, I have a hard time if I'm in like a, a, a especially not going to start him in a ten, but in a twelve team league, I got a hard time pulling the, the trigger and saying. 
you know, and Daryl Rivas, I think, should be back for this matchup. Could be. I, I, I'm not pulling the trigger on Doyle Green Beckham. I would only consider him if I'm in, like, maybe a 14 or a 16-team league and, you know, for that boom potential. If, if some people other, other options out If some people put up some big points against me, and I can, on Thursday or something, mm-hmm. I might consider him. Oh, like... When you're coming down to it, if it's like, hey, Kendall Wright or DGB, if you need that boom factor, he's a guy who can bring it. But he could be a 20 or he could be a nothing. You know, you just got to take the bagel chance. <laughs> um, all right, bagels. Let's, let's move on to New York side, the New York Bailey Bagels. Bagels, <laughs> bagels and Bialis. I need some hopple popple. What's going to happen with... Uh, are, you just, are, you, Fitz, are you Jesse Jackson over here? Fitz going to magic. I, I love it. Now I just have to sing that song every week. Anything your heart's desire stags. Go on. You love him. Uh, he's just getting opportunities to throw the ball. He's got a pair of good wide receivers. And, you know, Bilal Powell was showing some things as a receiver out of the backfield that's, you know, giving him an extra weapon. Uh, their tight end game is absolutely nothing, so don't worry about that. So don't worry about that, but they've got guys like Quincy Inunua and Devin Smith making some plays here or there, um, but really, it is Fitzmagic, Chris Ivory, and Decker and Marshall, and De- Marshall's an every week start, uh, Decker is a top 10 wide receiver now, like, because he's scoring touchdowns, he's got 8 on the season. And it's just one of those things he sort of did with Denver. He always just seemed to score them. Now they look for him, you know, once or twice a game on red zone targets, and he's still sort of converting on that. This week he got, you know, the the most targets he's had all season, most catches he's had all season. You know, both of those are ties, and also the most yards he's had all season. The first first hundred yard game in the season. So he's a guy you should be considered starting as a wide receiver too. Well, as I said, I think you have to consider Decker almost every week because he scores the touchdowns. Marshall is a no-brainer. Two weeks in a row, 131 yards, three touchdowns total in the last two games. You look at what Allen Robinson did to this defense. Brandon Marshall is going to destroy them. And Chris Ivory, you know, after the fumble, he was taken out of the game. What do you have? Eight, eight carries for 47 yards. You know, he's been the guy that's been the complete enigma in this offense, and that's also been part and parcel to the reason why. Fitzpatrick has really ascended over the last couple weeks because the running game hasn't been there and they haven't been able to, to just fully lean on it and go, hey, let's give let's give Ivory twenty five carries and let him rumble. So I think this is a game where they could let Ivory rumble a little bit. I think this is a game where I don't know if Tennessee has enough firepower to keep up with this Jets team. And if so, I, I sort of like him. I think you know he's a guy who's got you to the playoffs. Are you really going to sit him? I, I own him, and it's you know it's like I have. You, you have a fluid situation depending on, on what it is with that team. I have it's it's him. Um, uh, shit, now I'm not gonna be able to Lamar Miller and Legarrette Blunt. So it's yeah, I'm rolling with depending on who's the hot hand. And the problem that I have right now for Ivory after the his ineffectiveness that he's had, he had like a, after it was like three games in a row where I think he was averaging about total about 1.8 yards a carry or whatever it was. Yeah. And then he had a good game, and then now he comes back down to this reality, and he has a fumble. The, the leash is short on him. Bilal Powell has played well. So I don't trust him because he stumbles early in the game. All of a sudden it becomes... Uh, and the other thing is that because Fitzpatrick has, has Decker and Marshall and has been playing extremely well with them, when the running game's up there, they're just going to go and say, go ahead, Fitz, make your magic. Boom. 
Oh, yeah. Still starting him over Garrett Blunt. <laughs> no questions asked. Who? Uh, Chris I Ivory. <laughs> Good thing I got a buy. I don't got to deal with it this week. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Well, I today, my, the, my Val Verde of choice today is, is a new one that I've done on the show. This is more of a daytime summer beer for me, but I'm drinking an all-day IPA. It's a session ale. It's got that kind of nice little uh, hoppy flavor to it, but, you know, it's only a, a 4.7%. This, this, I love this IPA for day drinking in the summer. We were uh, on a boat uh, driving on the Chicago River, and so we had this, and people were like, well, we'll just get something like Miller Lite. I'm like, no! I said, I'm like, you get a good session ale. And I said, get, get Founders All Day IPA, because what is in, uh, I think it's almost, just a little 4.7. And what's a, a Miller Lite? 4.2? Yes, maybe even so, less. But. but how much more taste is in this beer is redonkulous. It's redonkulous. It is crazy. It's a, it, it's a, it's a perfect beer. And, uh, you know, if you notice on our website, umpiremaniac.com, we are currently uh, getting, we are currently sponsored by Founders Brewing. And it's, uh, it, it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's actually a place that Mo uh, met his wife. And Mo, uh, Pyromaniac Mo, worked there, uh, up there in Grand Rapids. And it's a really cool, uh, um, you know, really cool brewery. And I just want to give a little bit of a, a little read here for them. Again, all day IPA, good time session ale. Uh, we don't brew beers for the masses. Instead, our beers are crafted for a chosen few, a small cadre of renegades and rebels who enjoy beer that pushes the limits of what is commonly accepted as taste. In short, we brew for people like us, founders, brewed for us. Crack it, pour it, love it, Valverde it. If Pyro rewrote that slogan, it would be like, we don't brew beer for the masses, we brew it for the asses. <laughs> Pretty much. Let's let's smoke some grasses and get drunk. Valverde. Lord loves a working man. Don't trust Whitey. See a doctor and get rid of it. So, I'm not drinking a Founders tonight, though. Uh, but I am drinking Hop Thesis India Pale Ale. Um, so... This is uh, from Monroe, Wisconsin, and number one, I, I really like the the cool uh, label that they have on this one. It's like graph paper from when you had uh, old math classes and had to do stuff. So, fan of that, and uh, I'm going to have myself another one. So, Val Verde, come with me. I got a beautiful little place for you to stay. Put the light on. You're going to like it here. Like it? I love it! This is fabulous! I mean, you got the toilet here, this must be the kitchen. No. You know what I could do? Is take this wall and just turn it this way so I've got a much larger living space, plus it'll create a flow into the main living area. It'll be incredible. No, no, I just elevate this about six inches, create the illusion of two rooms, and yet still have that flow. Then I can take bookshelves and put it here. No, I'll put the books right over here. That way I can be relaxing over here. The customers come in and use the urinal. I won't disturb them. They won't disturb me. Take it easy. It's not here. It's in here. Oh. I couldn't afford this anyway. As he's giving, as he's in the bathroom, he's <laughs> showing the bathroom as his living quarters, and not well, quite. 
You know what? Some uh, I spend a lot of time in the bathroom when I'm drinking a lot of Valverde's. The new phone book's here! The new phone book's here! Well, I wish I could get that excited about muscle. Nothing! Are you kidding? Page 73! Johnson! Maven! R! I'm somebody now! Millions of people look at this book every day! This is the kind of spontaneous publicity! Your name in print that makes people! I'm in print! Things are going to start happening to me now. Johnson, Navin R. Sounds like a typical bastard. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. Anyway, pick yourself up some Founders Brewing. Hook it up. Support us. Support them. Check out our website. There's on the homepage for Founders Brewing. There's a logo. It's our official Val Verde sponsor. Click on that button right there if you want to find out where to get it near you. Um, all right, let's move on to the next game. Steelers at Bengals. This one's uh, going to be a good time, we think, or it's the exact opposite. But It's, it's a division <laughs> game. Worst dog when you need them. Whenever they play in the division, it's always a slugfest. It's never what you think. They're, they're just going to hit each other in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you do a good dog. You do a good dog. Uh, all right, so let's start with the Steelers. So we talked about Big Ben a little bit earlier, but do your thing. So Big Ben has been on fire. He's thrown for over 330 yards in each of his last four games and over 360 yards in each of his last three. Uh, going ballistic. He's going up against the Bengals, who are only allowing 258 passing yards per game and have only given up 15 passing touchdowns, while also picking off 15 passes, fourth most in the league. And, you know, the, the last time that they met, he only threw for 262 yards with one touchdown and three interceptions. Now, let me spin the little positive side of it. Because if you go back to the previous year, because division foes, this is basically the same team that's been there for, for the last whatever years. Um, he threw for over 300 yards in each of them with five total touchdowns. So, you know, I, I, again, as I said, I have a hard time saying that I would bench Roethlisberger. Yes, I understand it's going to be a, a tougher game. But I also think that uh, right now this game means a lot more to Pittsburgh and they need it, so I'll, I'll take my chances. Matchup proof. Let's see. Who has the best wide receiver core in the league? Pittsburgh. Yeah. I mean, Landry Jones averages the most yards per attempt in the entire NFL of guys who've thrown over 50 passes. And who is second in that you know, category? Oh, it's Ben Roethlisberger. So, you know, that seems like a this is a good wide receiver core. Marcus Wheaton, he started to show things as a wide receiver three. Mm -hmm. Like, he scored in double digits over the last two games. You know, scored a touchdown last week. Uh, Martavis Bryant is still one of the top scorers in fantasy points per game. So is Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, in games that, you know, Big Ben has played, has been pretty much matchup proof. Uh, you know, a top option every single week. Well, well. although when they met earlier in the season, this was the worst game that Antonio Brown had with Ben Roethlisberger under seven, catching six passes for 47 yards, but he did still score a touchdown. And think about what would have happened in that game uh, we watched on Sunday night. Martavis dropped two touchdowns, gave the opportunity for Wheaton to get that one, because next play, after he dropped one in the end zone, uh, Marte, or, uh, 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 Wheaton got the next play. 
Two touchdowns he dropped this week. So he should have, literally, Bryant should have had three touchdowns. He's got to shore that up for his owners. But more so, it would have been five. There should have been, Ben should have had five touchdowns this week. Should have been five friggin' touchdowns. Um, so, you know, the, the, the arsenal that you have there and then the offset of just, just the complexity and the, the routes. They were able to do what they did this week without even Heath Miller playing, who's going to be playing this week. You look at what D'Angelo yeah, Williams played. It is, a per, it is an <laughs> offensive ball-moving, scoring machine, and they are hot. They're in their prime right now. There's, I, I, just, I think it's going to be a slugfest and a score, not a slugfest, a scoring fest, but again, it usually does kind of turn out... 16 to 10 in the it, last match. It matchup. does turn out differently, but right we, now, we got, I can't, I gotta I can't pour, go against that. I gotta pour a little bit of hot water on it, just because it's division game. That's things that always happen. It's just... It doesn't exactly happen as the numbers line up, as the offenses should indicate, just because they know each other so well. Well, is that something where um, Mo always talks about on the Pyro Podcast Light, which you should check out if you're not. This is the Pyro Heavy, uh, Pyro Podcast Heavy. Check out the Light. Um, actually, this week, me and Stag Party. Um, Stag Party's going to be hosting, and uh, we'll both be just doing it, whatever, whoever gets to prepare. But we're going to be here together uh, doing that show this week. So check that out. Uh, that'll be a good one, and uh, we'll get we we'll go through the Huey Lewis news and the notes. We do a lot of DFS stuff, and me and Stag Party will drop some knowledge. Uh, but the one thing he always likes to talk about is looking at um, uh, Jesus Christ. I, I space Over under? Uh, no, uh, yeah, v- Vegas lines. Mm-hmm. Look at the Vegas line. What's the uh, yeah the over under? What so what are they thinking that, that this is going to be scored in this game? So that could maybe give you a good t- inkling and tell. Forty nine points. Forty nine points, which is a pretty, that's, that's, that's pretty good. Yep. scoring game. Okay. Now, although the over the over underline for the Jacksonville Tennessee game last week, I believe was forty two, which was scored by one team. <laughs> Each team. Well, it was forty was it forty two to thirty eight or whatever the whatever the final was. Forty one to thirty eight. Yeah, there you go. All right, Steelers are a good time. You're pretty much at this point playing all of them. Let's go to the Bengals side of the ball. Do you want AJ Green yet? I liked him last week. <laughs> Would you like to have AJ Green over Brandon Cooks or Mike Evans? <laughs> it's yes, right now. after this week, yes. All right, so he became the. But that's because I was at the game and couldn't watch it. I saw them lighting up. I'm like, I, I usually don't even look at scores until the first are over, and sometimes till the whole. I, I, I wait until I'm looking at. Dan Patrick and and the rest of the guys there. Just because once I start looking, I'm hooked and I it, it drives me nuts. But I had to look. I'm like, yes, AJ. But of course, in one league, playing against Dalton. But yeah, I like him. But quick, 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 quick yeah. histories. I don't know if you tweeted it or uh, OC did, but uh, only two wide receivers. Were you gonna do it? Yep. Go for it. Only two wide receivers in the history of the NFL have gone five straight seasons or started their career with five straight seasons of over 1,000 receiving yards. And funny story about Randy Moss. Have I ever told you my Randy Moss story? No, but I love Randy Moss. So when I was with the Slaughter, uh, which was an indoor football team in Chicago, me and uh, my buddy Mike Klein, who's the director of operations at the time, decided that this is the same time that another team, the Allen Wranglers, signed Terrell Owens. It was the same time that Randy Moss wanted to make his comeback to the NFL, and this was before he eventually signed with the San Francisco 49ers. So me and Mike, we put together a contract proposal and sent it to Randy Moss, and we made an ESPN story. I like it. There you what go. Did he respond back to you guys? His agent said he wasn't interested, but 
that that's all we needed. <laughs> take it. Take it. I remember Brandy. I, I wish she would have had more uh, more left in the tank, or just more competitiveness. I think it was when he was on the Niners because. Uh, I feel like if Randy was even just a bit more competitive, they would have won that Super Bowl. He was kind of a no-show uh, after talking smack on Jerry Rice, the GOAT, uh, in that Super Bowl. Anyway. Bengals. So here's the thing for A.J. Green, though. Um, you know, he will have a good chance that he put up 118 yards and a touchdown the last time these two teams faced each other. As far as the rest of the, of the offense, as far as Andy Dalton goes, I'm not a fan of starting Andy Dalton. Um, you know, he is, he threw for 220 yards last week, two touchdowns, no interceptions. He is now thrown for under 250 yards in five of his last six games. Now, when he faced the Steelers the last time, he only threw for 231 yards of touchdown and two interceptions. So both of those guys had bad games. So if you want to talk about division things and throw it on tier, they both had horrible games last game. Maybe they're both going to have better games this game. He should throw for over 250 yards. The Steelers allowed 293 passing yards a game and have given up 23 passing touchdowns. But it's mostly going to go to A.J. Green. You're going to get a few sprinkles out there for Marvin Jones. You don't have anything that's really going to be happening for anybody else, Mohamed Sanu. Um, I, as, occasional I gadget. Eifert's out? Uh, it's unknown. It's, it's unknown. He, he is a big, big question mark because... Like they said last week, he has yet to practice, yet to be on the field at all. You know, this is sort of an an injury that can linger. He's got some, it's just muscle memory and being able to lift your arms and having full range of motion. And being a guy who likes to go up in the air, you've got to be able to raise your arms above your head. Helps. That definitely helps. I'm melting! So, if, if he's not playing, you're not starting the replacement. So... The situation here at running back is the thing that's been interesting. Giovanni Bernard, up until about two or three weeks ago, had been clearing away the best running back in that backfield. Now, all of a sudden, over the last two weeks, Jeremy Hill has now had his two consecutive best weeks in a row, and last week was his best week. Uh, rushing, he still hasn't rushed for 100 yards yet, but he got uh, 22 carries for 98 yards and a touchdown. Um, so he's getting the majority of the work. I think it's going to be tough for him in this game, though, because you got... You know, the Steelers are only allowed 90 yards uh, rushing per game, and they've only given up four rushing touchdowns on the season. So Hill had 15 carries in their last meeting for 60 yards. I kind of see that type of a performance again. He's just going to be grinded out yards, three and a half yards in a cloud of dust. Hope for the best. Hope that he, you know, I don't think, but I don't think he's going to get a touchdown out of him this week. So. Does he find pay dirt? Is the only thing that is making Jer- so. is the only thing that is making Jeremy Hill useful. Like he, he's not going to rush for over a hundred yards, or, or everything says he won't. So I'm not going to go out and say he won't because that's exactly what he does. Uh, but you know, the numbers just don't line up for Jeremy Hill. They line up for more of a Gio Bernard type game where they need to throw the ball a little bit. Uh, and he's got to be used as a receiver. And let me and let me just say this. Let me make a point to people when when. Sometimes these things don't work out, right? When you look at the numbers, and the numbers are telling you this. But if you watch this long enough, the statistical probability of somebody busting against those numbers is less than those numbers happening. So when you're looking at these matchups and you have to look at it in this regard, this is a team that basically shuts down the run. They, they eliminate this from teams' games. Does that mean that there's not going to be potentially one running back that's going to just all of a sudden break through and light it up against them? Sure. But are you willing to take the chance that that's going to happen this week? I am not. 
Break on through and light them up. Break on through to the other side. Come on, baby, light my fire. Colts at Jaguars. God, when is Luck going to come back? Not this week. He ended my fantasy season. Thanks, you. Thank you very much. Can I throw some luck your way? <laughs> I'm going to grab your beard now that I'm fresh and shaven. What up? <laughs> so... Matt Hasselbeck is the real question. Is he going to be back? He this says week? he doesn't know. He says he doesn't know. Chuck Pagano says he's going to be good to go. But that <laughs> Chuck Pagano thought Andrew Luck was going to be ready to play earlier in the season with his shoulder injury. Didn't end up playing then. So that's one of those situations that's pretty fluid. Uh, you're going to have to follow practice reports. Uh, not that it matters because you're not going to start either Matt Hasselbeck or Charlie Whitehurst. But Charlie, come on, Charlie, 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 why you bit me? Is that real? <laughs> real question. Got great hair. Uh, but the thing is, I feel a lot better about the weapons on the Colts team if Hasselbeck is the quarterback because Whitehurst just didn't look like he had anything. He looked flustered in the pocket. Uh, you know, they just rushed him and rushed him, and he just did not look like he was there. So I'd much rather have Hasselbeck under center if I'm a T.Y. Hilton owner. If I am a um, Dante Moncrief owner, uh, maybe a Frank Gore owner. I don't know if it matters as much for him. Uh, but it you're not starting any of these tight ends either way. It does matter more for Gore because with Whitehurst, they're going to stack. They'll stack the box against them because, again, Whitehurst doesn't doesn't scare anybody. And this goes back to your point about Blaine Gabbert. Is this like Blaine Gabbert will have a job as a backup quarterback for the next ten years, or as long as he wants to hold a clipboard. Because, and the difference is with him, why Gabbert can start to do some of these things is he's had experience as a starter. He's at least been out there. And if he's at least been working on his game, you know, this is the other thing. Maybe we, people are just wrong and it takes these guys, they shouldn't just be thrown in there right away. Or unless one of the special ones were able to survive that thing. Whitehurst never was given a chance. This is a guy who's only spot started, what, maybe like three games in his career? I don't even know. I think they said five or six. So this is not. He's been around for a while. He's been around, but he's just because he's a good guy to hold a clipboard and he can run a good practice squad for you, a practice team, and and, and prepare your team. But he's not a guy that you can trust to go out there and to start for you and win games. I agree. Let's remember for Frank Gore, though, he scored. uh, He had a huge game. Pretty solidly against Jacksonville. It wasn't that huge. Um, you know, it was, what, 87 total yards, couple catches, five catches on seven targets. So he's a guy who's just going to get you, you know, 8 to 12 fantasy points. Maybe the 15 or 16 that he's had on the high side. So, But this is a matchup that lines up perfectly for Gort, no matter who is the quarterback. So he's probably a running back, too, this week. The real question is, T.Y. Hilton, you know, knowing how to rank him and Dante Moncrief, like, it, it's probably a 10-spot difference if Hasselbeck's in there at quarterback, if Whitehurst is in there at Oh, this is one thing I'll tell you right now. If it, if it becomes announced that Whitehurst is going to be the starter, this is one of those situations where if I have T.Y. Hilton, as much of a fan as I am of him, I... Consider highly considered depending on what my other options are on my bench, benching him because there's too many times where I've been, you know, when you play fantasy football for as many years as we have, and you get into this playoff game and you got that questionable situation at a quarterback with that type of a player. If my other two wideers, if I'm the three wide receiver league and my other two are solid, I'm looking for somewhere else because I've been burned too many times playing the guy in the bad matchup just because of the name or just because, you know, he's been a great player. The matchup's great. No, I know. 
But or I'm saying in those situations, or playing a guy because the, the, the different quarterback is in there, and then the whole rhythm goes off from you know. Look, look what happened Didn't to they Antonio just sign Brown. Whitehurst like three weeks ago. Yeah, but you yeah, can't yeah. blame the guy. And look at what happened to to Antonio Brown when you threw in Mike Vick. How'd that work out? And he was signed how many weeks before he came in? Like right. a week. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Fleener, Neanderthal boy. What? 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 What can he do? I don't trust any of those tight ends. Okay. God, that guy's weird looking. Yeah. Um, he's Jaguars. got a weird Twitter presence, he too. Call, he call, he's a weird fucker. He cost <laughs> me a, a bet that we Good have one. when we go back and we re, uh, re- reconcile all these bets that we made at the beginning <laughs> of the year. He's going to have cost me some money. <laughs> nice work. I'm, Jaguars I'm, coming off a hot game, lots of TDs. Uh, what's going to happen with them? Well, remember last time these two teams played, Vontae Davis shadowed. You know, a guy named Allen Robinson. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he had a pretty crap game. Yeah, you know, that is true. But at the same time, I just look at it this way. You know, that the way that this offense is, is evolving right now is it's looking so much better. Blake Bortles looks so much better. But the biggest concern for me is Allen Hearns. Is Allen Hearns going to be back for this game? Yes. With Alan Hearns back, this is one of those type of things where I think Vontae Davis will obviously pay more attention to Allen Robinson. I think Robinson still gets a good amount of targets and, and, and looks in this game. But I think Alan Hearns, as long as he's 100% healthy, is the guy that will be able to shine through. This, this is basically what happened in the last time this, these guys played. The Colts, uh, Alan Robinson was held to 12 targets. Huge. But four catches for 80 yards. But Alan Hearns went fucking off. He it was like the DFS play of you know your season because he had 15 targets, caught 11 passes for 116 yards and a tutty. There you go. So he is a guy who, if he's back in the lineup, he's a borderline wide. He's a he's a high end wide receiver too. Julius Thomas is now in. You know, inspersed in this offense, whether it's touchdowns in the red zone or just, you know, big yardage games. But, you know, he didn't really have that last week, even with Hearns out. Uh, he's still a decent option because, you know, there's very few tight ends out there that are reliable. And he's one of the guys who's more likely to score a touchdown than other guys. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, you're still starting Allen Robinson, too. Yep, I mean, you've got to. Look, look at what Pittsburgh did. Did uh, uh, They just had Martavis Bryant and Antonio Brown go for over 100 yards on him. So yep. I'm not saying uh, Allen Robinson is not Antonio Brown, but he's, he's pretty good. He's pretty damn good. Damn straight. All right. Uh, we good with them? I'm we should probably talk us. about TJ Yeldon. Yeldon you know, yeah, yeah, running right. back two last week in the uh, week that... Bench. Uh, you know, D-Rex did not start him because he had grown uh, unused to 88 points. <laughs> uh, the thing... I, I should have started. You know what? Basically. Yeah. Looks good to me, sir, but I like your opinion. Look, damn these glasses. Well, it looks good to me, too. Hurry up, son. Time's a-wasting. I'm going to the john. Don't forget to check those tires. Damn these glasses, son. Yes, sir. I damn thee. So T.J. Yeldon got some red zone work, got a red zone score. He got what he needed. You know, only his second rushing touchdown of the season. Also contributed nearly 80 yards in the receiving game. Uh, wasn't very effective in the run game, but we know behind that offensive line, 
he's not going to average five yards a carry. He's going to be a four yards a carry type of guy. It's just something you have to deal with. But he's going to give you seven to 12 points every week. And, you know, it's, he's just a solid RB, back-end RB, too. Do you what do you what do you think about him in this matchup uh, against the Colts? This matchup is the one of two games in which he had a hundred yard rushing day, and that was back when they had Henry Anderson, one of their best run stopping uh, defensive tackle, defensive end types. He's not going to be there because he is on IR. Uh, I love uh, you know mid running back too. What about uh, Orange Julius Thomas? Flip the coin. And, and to the End to the road, tight end one. Touchdown dependent. With all the injuries at tight ends, you're starting him. Let's do it. Let's move on to... Holy crap. There's still a lot more early games. Uh, Chargers. And yeah, they, they chase. Uh, again, this time... Oh, God damn it. Uh, no, no, <laughs> it no, is. No, no. It is. That's yeah, fine. We got it. We got it. You don't even have to say... You don't even have to say... Just go... Oh, God, God, God. Our audience will know what you're saying. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Alright, Chargers first. <laughs> what the hell? That's why I get my waiver wire done for you before the other games. You watch. I'm working on it while I only got two games to watch, so it's easy <laughs> to, to work on all the other stuff with only two games going on. I like so, it. So, the Chargers, who are they? I'm not sure. All I know is they're not very good at football right now. Can't, uh, can't let, pull off victories. The last time, let's see, they played the Chiefs, they scored three points, real points. And then I think last game they played, they scored three points. And, you know, in between that, they've had, you know, one decent game. But can you trust Phillip Rivers? The problem is he does not have the benefit of any type of a real running game. He does not have any real weapons at wide receiver right now. The best option that he has is an old... Still good, but a little bit thick around the waist, Antonio Gates. And here's the thing with Antonio Gates. This is the best team in covering opposing tight ends. Last game they played, they held them to one catch for 14 yards or some shit. Ugh. All right, well then let's move on. We're nice. The Chargers, we don't like. Sell, sell, sell. Sell! Sell them to get back in there and sell! 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 I like that we've, we've, we've tangented off to more movies uh, always, than, always. Than, 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 than usual. So, uh, all right, the Chiefs, obviously super hot. They won six games in a row. Now, all of a sudden, uh, Alex Smith looks like he can score touchdowns, stretch the field. Uh, Macklin is. Uh, is he a wide receiver one yet, or is he still wide receiver two? He's he's hot right now. Well, it's he's your boy. That's your boy. Oh, wide receiver sixteen. I, I <laughs> here's what I was wrong about. I was wrong about him and Kelsey being able to do it at the same time. <laughs> it's either one or the other. Yeah. That that that's all the passing game can support. No, yeah, Kelsey has so disappeared. Time. It's like now all of a sudden in the best tight end oh. matchup outside of the Saints, he did nothing and he fumbled. But he still looks electric after the catch. He averaged like 18 yards a catch on his two catches. <laughs> yeah, see, but that's the problem. But he's just, you know, I don't know. Alex Smith used to not be able to find wide receivers in the end zone. Now he's just not looking for his tight end. Remember when I was mad at you about the a uh, few weeks ago about Kelsey? With Eifert down... I love me some Kelsey. Right back in there. You're not a flex anymore. Come on, roll the dice. Let's do some Kelsey. <laughs> I mean, he, he's healthy. He usually gets a you know decent number of targets every week. 
basically, he's safe. There's very few safe options out there. Well, I mean, last week he had just three targets, but gained 42 yards on his two catches. But he fumbled, so his fantasy day looks like shit. Um, he's he's going to get more targets. It's just bound to happen, uh, especially against the San Diego team, which he usually does, you know, five catches against, five catches for 60-ish yards in their time against. Yeah, I don't think he scored against them yet. So he's going to be okay against San Diego, but I, I can't go advocating that he's going to be tight end one in any week. No, and this is the thing. San Diego is a team that you want to have running backs going up against. Now, the only problem that you got going on right now in Kansas City is that who's the running back right now? Because now they're splitting the carries between Turk Hendrick West and Spencer Ware. And that's infuriating because you would like to know that your guy is going to get all the carries in this game. And I think what's going to end up happening is is going to be one of the they're going to play the hot hand routine. And so who's going to be? I almost want to be the guy who 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 was named the starter last week? Was it Chuck Hendrick was came out yep. as a starter? That I want Spencer Ware in this game. I just kind of have a feeling that you know. If, if San Diego's going to muster anything up, it's going to be on that first defensive series. And that's where I say, okay, the, the other guy who comes in second is going to be the guy who starts feasting and has the big day. All right. And that's a roll of dice, too. I like it. Anything to say on uh, Alex Smith or should we just go on to the next game? Alex Smith's been pretty awesome yeah. over the last two weeks. He's averaging you know, close to 25 fantasy points a game. Uh, Thanks to running and scoring running touchdowns. And he's always been a runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something. The rushing touchdowns are a little bit unexpected, but the rushes aren't. He's a he's a guy who's going to give you thirty yards a week rushing. That's who Alex Smith is. Like he's going to end up with two hundred and fifty yards rushing on the season. You're like, where did this fucking come from? He loves running. He oh, he said he's like, thank God, I don't have to throw it. <laughs> I can diffuse people thinking I'm a check down Charlie. But if you, I don't want to get hit. Yeah. I don't normally have wide receivers that can get open, so I'm just going to run. Yeah. But going back to Macklin, let's just talk about the fact that they've used him on wide receiver screens a lot more uh, over the last two, three weeks. And that was something we said needed to be done with this guy with that much yak ability. Well, it's funny. You're, you want to know who? Pyro Stash, uh, our guy who does our great um, illustrations and just awesome stuff. He, his brand of Marshall Stags is Macklin. He hates him. And he delivered a Macklin graphic today. And I'm like... Like, it doesn't look, it looks a little rushed to me. And, and, and he's like... On purpose? Yeah. I was, like, I was like, you know, not all these things need to be Nike level. I understand sometimes you just want to plow through. And I, I didn't want to be a dick. And he's like, D-Rex, we're moving on. I'm just going to tell you, I don't have him on any of my teams. I've had him. He's burned me. He's one of my least favorite players. All this stuff. Like, sounds good. <laughs> On to the next one. So when you see Jer- when you see Jeremy Macklin's, uh, Macklin's character, it's going to look not quite okay. as great as the ones that he's been doing for some of these other players. It's got a little smudge on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, the feet, the hands, the shadowing just doesn't look good. He's like, I don't like him. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Redskins at Soldier Field against the Bears. Dead Come over here and look at 
Gully. Huh? We don't have defective games. We have a defective fight out there. My dad, quick side story, whenever we'd go to the gas station, not whenever, but all the time, we'd pull up to the gas station, and he knew, he knew I loved this movie, and I know he loved this movie, and he was like, die, gas pumper! Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, what a movie. Um, How old were you when he was doing this? I, I mean, my dad used to do this thing called the bips, the bops, and the boops, <laughs> and he, would be, he was like our soccer and football coaches, and he'd be one of the parents that drove everyone around, and he would... Be, it would be driving at night, and he'd turn the lights off, and all the kids would be in the car, and he'd just mess with us. He would blow stop signs. He would go, there were like stop signs where it's a dead T in the road, and he'd go straight down the driveway. Just like, oh my God, so funny. Young. My dad used to fuck with us when we were like, I was probably, when did this movie come out? I mean, it was early. That was like 81? I might be 77. I was thinking I got 77? Jesus. I'll find out. So, I, let's put it this way before we go on. I went and saw in the theater Stripes with my parents. I fell asleep, but my parents were like, I don't, we don't care if this guy sees new. 79. 79? Good God. Go on. So this game, oh God, I really want to watch this one. got to tell you, Kirk Cousins on the road where he sucks. Uh, Kirk Cousins at home last week where he sucked. Yeah. Thanks switch. for Deshaun Jackson at the end, otherwise he sucked. Yep, yep. Well, Deshaun... Random Deshaun Jackson stat. Has Deshaun Jackson ever went three straight games with over 60 yards and a touchdown? Without or with? With. Has he ever gone? At least three straight. Uh, the way you're saying it. Yeah, no. I don't get the question. He just did now. <laughs> His last three weeks, he's finally gone over 60 got yards it, it, and it, had it. a touchdown for three weeks in a row. So that's something he's never, ever in his career done. So there's some consistency there-ish. This is uh, the, you want to know why? Post-nipple grab. When he did the purple nurple or whatever to the coach, since then he's on, he's on fire. It's like, it's like when Coach Dicka threw on the Packers jersey and they lost three in a row. <laughs> uh, you know, other guys, you like Pierre Garçon, not really. Uh, you know, it, he's a 5-for-50 guy, maybe. Five for fifty, maybe a touchdown. Five you for know. fifty. What do you think about Crowder? Five for fifty guy, maybe a touchdown. Uh, the the guy you're most interested in in this offense is Jordan Reed, uh, with all the other tight end injuries that we've been discussing all all day. He's consistent, even though last week he was absolutely beat up. Uh, you know, just three catches for what thirty six yards. This is a team that has allowed just two touchdowns to opposing tight ends this season, um, and under 50 yards a game on average. So it's not a great matchup for him, but I still think you got to start him, throw him out there, see what happens. One thing I'll say about Deshaun Jackson, too, when you look at it, the Bears are middle of the road when it comes to giving up deep passes. They've given up seven passes of over 40 yards or more, one that you saw last week in person, and another one they had earlier this year were on broken coverages. 
And I have a feeling this is why I don't, you know, Deshaun has been, as I always say, probably the best deep threat receiver, just deep threat receiver in the game. Now he's second to Martavis Bryant. Well, yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll, 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 well, let's, let's have Martavis not have all those drops and then he can. Deshaun Jackson still has drops. Yeah, 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 you're right. Okay. I love Martavis better than I love Deshaun, even though I, like the, I, I was always the Deshaun backer a couple years ago. And, and the bot, the bot, oh, we'll go on. We're gonna Vic talk. Fangio is not going to give up back-to-back weeks of big, long touchdowns after getting burned in overtime on that one. So this is one of those games where I think that they're going to do uh, some bracketing coverage on that. They're always going to have a safety deep help. So I just think that you're not going to – don't expect Deshaun to have that, uh, you know, Torrey Smith-type touchdown that you saw last week or any 50-, 60-yard uh, catches that he's been getting. Now, quick question. Nick Fangio, what does that name sound like more to you? Dick a Fangio. A ki- well, fair <laughs> enough. We can get, we can do that next. But does it sound like a soprano character or an EDM DJ that makes $70 million a year and plays in Vegas on a, on a residency over at Cosmopolitan? I don't know about the DJ thing, so I'll go with the Sopranos character. What about you? I'm a Sopranos character, too. Dude, to me, he's just up there. He's like, <laughs> what up? Nick Fangio's in town. We're going to go light it up. What? Vic. Vic that's what I mean. Vic Fangio. <laughs> Total EDM name. <laughs> what does EDM mean? Oh, my Electronic God. dance music, bro. Oh, oh, man. You are such a hippie. I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have, have, you ever, have you ever been to like a club to see like not a in, big not in de- 10 years no no okay. but to see a DJ yeah no okay. so like your cool. generation like you don't go to Perry's tent when you go to Lollapalooza he's like I don't go to Lollapalooza I'm at House of Blues that night <laughs> I go to Riot Fest I go to Riot Fest I still go to Riot Fest you go see like Grateful Dead and stuff that's your generation stuff like my generation is now all about these DJs and their electronic dance music dubstep and you know floor to the floor house music oh kill it yeah well just so you know my generation (laughs) I'm I'm older than him I'm in both I've got Maury bombs in San Francisco in the late uh, 90s and early thousands at all these raves and shows each his own Holla for a dollar. There's a there's a Chicago movement here. You you're not gonna find Houdini in any clubs. That's for damn sure. <laughs> love it, love it. That's great. What's EDM? <laughs> that's a I did go to a club last time. I was at a club. Probably I hate the places. I'm a dive bar guy. But I went to Shea uh, downtown. Yeah. And Nelly showed up because the I, DJ was his buddy and did a live set for like an hour at Shea. I think I coolest thing I've ever seen. I actually went to uh, Cascade, local Chicago guy. One of my, I'm because I'm single and 42. I actually have to hang around with people that are 10 years younger than me to go out and have fun. So a lot of my buddies are like 32 and they love Cascade. And so I went to this uh, Navy Pier uh, a couple of Octobers ago. They had this huge show with Cascade, local guy. I'm always, I've always said age is nothing but a number, age nothing, but me and my other 42-year-old buddies went there with our 32-year-old buddies, and holy crap, I'm too old for this shit. I literally was Papa Smurf at this fucking, <laughs> at this thing, I couldn't even believe it, we're drinking, I was just like, we, just, this is not, we're too old. <laughs> Vegas is fine, because you got a booth, you're firing it up, you got a table, you're spending money, you're living it up, but when you go to some of these all-ages shit... Fuck it. All right, let's go on to um, let's go to the Bears. 
Cutler, back. We're not going to talk about the running back situation that changes on a weekly basis. We should. Uh, Matt Jones got 18 of them. They They benched Alfred Morris after the first quarter. Chris Thompson, you're just not even going to consider starting. So you don't really want to start any of these guys against the Bears. If you have to pick one, I take the guy with some upside, and that's Matt Jones. You take the guy who's the rookie, who's the potential future in the in the organization. Alfred Morris is not that. Alfred Morris has also seen his stats continually decline week after week after week after week. The and then upside. in the last two weeks, he rushes for like 200 yards combined. Yeah, and, he had a great... And takes, puts that to boot, and then but suddenly... Matt Jones didn't get anything done with his opportunities, which sucks, because just sucks. Huh? Down the stretch, I'm just telling you, it's going to be Matt Jones is going to be the guy that's... But they're still in playoff contention. This year still matters. I know it still matters, but at the same time, I'm just telling you that Alfred Morris, he gave you his couple splash games. I'm not seeing... I'm, I'll, I'll wager it right now. He's not going to have another huge game anymore the rest of the season. What do we call, a wager? What do we call it a huge game? <laughs> 100 yards and a What's score. That? He hasn't had a score all season. Why would I bet oh, that? There you go. Why would I bet that? Oh, okay. How about 100 yards? He's not going to have 100 yards. Let me think about it. Yeah, he ain't going to have 100 yards. All right. Um, He's there when we're winning back. Let's go back to the the Bears. What's the record? Five and and eight? eight? Martellus (laughs) Bennett out for the season. Um, He wants a new contract, though. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He Uh, wants a contract somewhere else. Yeah, he wants out. <laughs> he's always wants out. He's always on the next one. He's a, he's a, he's not a good locker room guy. I'm happy to see him go. It's sad when you're watching those Panthers though to see what could have been. I would love that guy on our team still. Olson um, Forte hasn't had a nice game. Um, Let's see. Here's the things with the Chicago running back situation. Forte had like 25 touches, so he's the clear leader. Jeremy Langford is going to mix in. You know, 12 to 15 touches. This is going to be a team that's centered around the running backs. And then they are going to use you know, their one receiver in Alshon Jeffrey. They don't have anybody else. They've got occasional deep threats in like Josh Bellamy and other guys like that. But, you know, no, no Martellus Bennett. Uh, Zach Miller's got some hurt, bruised ribs. Uh, it's all about this running attack, and that's how they are going to, you know, make this offense go. I, I agree. The thing is that's depressing is this Alshon Jeffrey. So, he just does not separate from defenders. He's not getting hardly any of that yak yardage. And it's like when he has to go up, it's, it's, Cutler has to throw the, the jump ball to him because he's going to have that defensive back is going to be glued to him and he's just hoping they can go up and make the catches. And did he go up and make the catches last week against San Francisco? No. No. But... He was missed a couple times by Jay. And the one thing I will say is they just got to get creative, and you won't hear me sticking up for Alshon Jeffrey very often. I've got my, my seats are 50th yard line, second to last row. It's like basically watching it uh, in, in, one, in the sky thing in the, in the Sears Tower, and you're looking down on the friggin' game. You really see the game in this thing. And he missed Alshon a couple of times. And what I'm saying, we got to be creative on how to get him open and get that separation. How to not in the red zone? He's not that great anymore because there's, the, the field's too small. When they start moving him into post, when they start putting him uh, going right across the, the, the field, he's a great he's a great player because you're right. He doesn't have the speed to get away. So the team has just got to be smart about how to get him open um, in quick hit plays or deep plays. But Jay Cutler's got to hit him. Yep. What about your boy Kevin White? 
Oh, yeah. Do you know in a league I still have him? <laughs> the bench is so deep. I think we have 24 people, but I n- never dropped him. Wait, is he going to play a game or no? Uh, I don't know, but they've got to activate him here soon or else he will be done for the year. Um, but he's practicing. John, John Fox is pretty encouraged by the things he's seeing, you know, which is good. After all this bad news we received about him all off season, but he's I don't know if he's even worth a speculative ad at this point. Do you yeah, I agree. I have him in a rookie league that's super deep. But do you like him um, for next year? I don't know how a year of not playing football is going to help in his development. I mean, maybe we talked about him. He was a guy who you know, was adjusting from a spread offense to an NFL playbook. But who knows if Adam Gase is even here next year? If the playbook is even similar, you know, if the situation remains the same, could it help him? Sure. Could it also, you know, hinder him if it's another playbook? Sure. I mean, I think he needed some live reps to be a better player. Uh, everybody needs some live reps, you know, to be effective. He needs to play so that he can put the injury behind him. You need to play, play a couple games, take a couple hits. Know that, okay, I'm fine, it's not a problem. and To know that you're an NFL player. Yeah, that, and, and the thing is, I don't care whether it's a new offensive coordinator, which it probably will be. He'll still have Jay Cutler there. Why? Is he, you think he's going to get a head coaching job, or is he going to go to college? Do. Yeah. I think he gets I, a head coaching like, job. He's like the hot, the hot guy out there right now. So, that being said, I just want him to, to, to play because he can be an amazing asset next year. But you want to know... He, you need him to have confidence that he can get it done at the NFL level, that he can play, and that his that the injury is not no longer something that he has to be concerned about. Don't go the Derrick Rose route where you're sitting there, oh, I gotta be 100. percent I can't get back. Get out there and play with it. You're young, and see how you bounce back, and and then you'll know. You know, I still think the potential is too great for him. It's too you know, we great. haven't done an NBA uh, reference. Uh, reference yet. Uh, do you know Calipari came out last week and said? Derrick Rose just doesn't have a high threshold of pain. Totally threw his old guy under the bus. You suck, Rose. We need you to go. See you later. Sayonara. Maybe that's why Calipari turned down the Bulls' potential job when uh, when they were getting Rose or whatever. He's like, ah, I don't want to deal yeah. with that. Yeah, that's probably right. Uh, One year was enough. Thank you. Who else? Would, is there anyone else to talk about this? No. Thing? No. Let's move on. Falcons. Matt Ryan is so awesome. And is going to visit the Panthers. And uh, Cam Newton sucks. Yeah. Opposite day? <laughs> Let, let's, let's, uh... Let, tra- do they trade Cam Newton? I mean, not Cam Newton, uh, Matt Ryan. I mean, I'm, I'm reading a lot of things to trade him, get rid of him. Here, here's what you gotta do. With, here, here's from now on. Hey, mister, don't call that dog lifesaver. No. Call him Shithead. Good. Shithead. Don't you have the same kind of dog as this in this movie? No, he had a Huey. He had the big dog. Oh uh, yeah, okay, you're right. I I'm more closer to the little dog that he was covering his ass with when he ran out naked. Which might be one of our gra- might be the graphic for the week. If I don't love the stylish outfit he's got in the other one after he made it big. <laughs> um, all right, Falcons. We start Julio Jones. God, after three weeks, everyone's kicking themselves in the ass that he wasn't taken first overall. Uh, this team is in Trub City because Ryan just can't seem to get it done. Take it away. Obviously, Freeman's back. It's 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 nice in a lot of regards, but uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of unknowns when you got Matty Ice, who's truly 
ice cold right now and, and, running and the, the show. The big problem is is that like Julio Jones was having a good first half of the season and uh, I mean of the of the game last week it was was getting yeah. heated up because I was in a matchup where I have Julio going up against ODB. And I'm like, okay, uh, where ODB had the 93 yards and the touchdown. I'm like, okay, well, uh, it was only on a couple catches. It was a PPR, and uh, Julio had eight catches for 93 yards at the time. I'm like, and then Julio just didn't do anything the rest of the game, and then ODB just continued to, to dominate. And the problem for Julio, there is nobody else in the receiving core of the Falcons that's giving him any consistent help. So defenses are just loading up on him, and he's having to make you know, tough catches in traffic all the time because he's just never not being double-covered. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and now he's going to get the Josh Norman effect whenever he's on the outside of the formation. Uh, you know, They did some good things in New Orleans last weekend and how they used Brandon Cooks. I just hope that you know, they are going to move Julio around the formation. Put him they in will. Motion. They do. They they do. But then. But Matt Ryan's so crappy, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm. It doesn't matter. It's the targets. He's just getting such an immense amount of targets that something's eventually going to hit. He's but, over a hundred over hundred receptions now, right? Uh, yep. So, could you see an Alshon Jeffrey signing with them next year, where they haven't had much luck, and, and not many teams have. Uh, including our Bears after this Pairing season. wide receivers. Pairing, getting a wide receiver with an elite stud. And it's just, we've seen guys in the past, Andre, I mean, uh, Calvin Johnson being one of them, maybe Andre Johnson as well, you know, eight, nine, eight, seven, eight years ago. Uh, could you see uh, an Alshon Jeffrey who's going to be one of the big free agents signing down is there? Is he a being... free agent or is he a free agent free agent? Who? Alshon. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. I think he... I don't know. I think he's restricted. I, I would imagine that he's restricted because he's still off of that rookie contract. So I don't think he's. I think he's in the, the this one. This is his fourth year or fourth year? Fifth? I think fourth. This, is, this is his fourth year. Anyway, yep. let's find oh, out. I, I, it'll man, be time flies. That team's got to figure out a way. You know, I, I don't know if he's from down there, but he played at South Carolina. That's South Carolina, Georgia. Not far away. <laughs> it's not far away. Um, yeah, I agree with you. There, there, there's nothing. But him at wide receiver at all there, and uh, we obviously Leonard know Hankerson done for the done year out. So you're relying on the three for thirty, you know Jacob Tammy, the washed up Riley, Riley. White, yeah, the sorry. rookie sorry, Hardy, Justin Hardy, and then they're using what guys like Brian Williams is little guys out there. And, they tried uh, to make it seem like, oh, we're bringing back Hester. <laughs> but that, that's not going to that's not going to help Julio. It's 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 a it's a quagmire over there right now. They started out the season so hot and it's just everything is falling apart. Here's the thing. Get, no, 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 you, you want you want to know what's up with the Falcons? You have to start Julio and you have to start Devonta Freeman and you should look for a replacement for Matt Ryan. Yeah. Those are the only two guys that you should start, but the, the whole fact is that this is a team that you worry about because when you start out as hot as they did, and they keep losing all the games, and they go from being in contention with the Panthers for the division to now you're not even going to make the playoffs, the locker room ends up shutting down. And Were they 6-0? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. All right, let's go to the Panthers' side. That was a great game. Cam, the man, pulled Cam. it together. Um, God, imagine if that guy had Benjamin and if they're going to get another player. Even imagine if they had Stevie Fiss and he hadn't gotten hurt. That guy can do a lot with not much. Um, just in general, 
Cam's number one by Dogmatica at quarterback this week for good reason. I mean, you're you're playing all you're playing all your guys. Stewart's hot, doing well. You're you're, you're playing Cam and Stewart. You're playing, playing Greg Olson, Olson because he's a, he's a must start every week. Is he the number one tight end this week? Uh, no, number one uh, scored overall. I know no, Gronk's been hurt, but still Gronk. Yeah. Still Gronk is and Eifert and Eifert because of no nope. the... Olson passed Eifert. Okay. He did pass him because yep. he's gotten all the yards. Where Eifert's been getting all the touchdowns, thirty and forty yards yeah. ain't getting it done. And, and uh, agree. Yep, Olson has four hundred more yards than Tyler. <laughs> four hundred more yards, and he makes how many? How close, just, is he to, how close is he to a thousand? Right, he's now? at nine seventeen. Oh boy, back to back thousand yard seasons. I think I, we need someone to go back and listen to it, but I think maybe me and you were the only ones that thought he could get nine, a thousand. I, I remember that. Every, everything got changed once Benjamin went down. I mean, it's a totally different. But there were bets made. I'm pretty sure. And the other fact is that he's going to get to a thousand. He was at a thousand eight, if I do recall, last year. Yep. He, he's going to be probably at over eleven hundred this year. Yep. He's sweet. All right. Uh, With less receptions, probably. Yeah. I think we can move on, right? Yeah. I mean, what about Ted Ginn? Ted Ginn is going to drop some big God, plays. He's, he's going to catch one. Jeez. He's going to drop some big plays. He's probably going to drop, catch one, and maybe score. That's about uh, right. Uh, you know, this is a. How bad was that drop? They all are. He's, oh. I've seen four of them this year. They're like egregious. Dude, you. How long? Dro- I mean, it's almost got to be. If if I had done that, I would just keep running into the down <laughs> down the tunnel and just, just like jump jump through a. a, a a window that hopefully I fall through. We should, we should, they should do like something like uh, I think all the guys who are the worst, who have the most drops, you know, or the most egregious drops, right? The most costly drops throughout the year. You know, maybe have two different. Categories. No, I'm telling you what you need to do. No, no, we need to add a layer to your bitch slap that is that is isn't about how terrible they are. They're actually great, but you need to like you could have been more individual. Like Martavis deserves that. Ginn deserves that. Dude, you, you're you a bitch slapper. You've been good, but God, you left a lot of points in the table. Who has the most drops in the league? I don't know, but I want to put them all into a pen with a grease pig. He does? With, no, with, who has the most drops with, in the with, league? With, with, with Just give grease, me a guess. One less grease pig than all the dead guys that are in there, and whoever's last out is out of the league. That's what I want for all these guys to drop everything. Most drops. Hakeem Nix. No. I'm sorry, wrong year. <laughs> who? Mike Evans. Yeah, and, we knew that. And Amari Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> For a guy we thought had you know perfect yeah, really, sure yeah. hands, he dropped a lot of fucking passes this year. I know. Oh, he's 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 he hasn't been he hasn't been as good as I thought, and he and he's still he's gonna have a thousand yard season and, oh, yeah. and doing nice. But I thought he was gonna be a lot better than this. No question about it. Yeah. Um, all right. I thought he was going to be worth some Valverde's. What a great place. <laughs> you know, you can tell so much about a person from the way they live. Just looking around here, I can tell you're a genuinely dirty person. I used to think that chick was so hot. Oh, my God. She's not hot. Oh, I, that just shows you what kind of scumbag I was, even at that young age. She's like, <laughs> got the tattoo right here that says slippery when wet. Yeah, I wanted a banger when I was eight, eight years old. You um, like the motorcycle girls, huh? I did. I thought she was hot. Um, all right. Saints at Buccaneers. This one is going to be a fest of us for the rest of us. The Saints have a good offense. 
and an atrocious defense. Colossally bad. Colossally bad. This is this is the week where let's start with the Saints though. So on offense, yes. On offense. Drew Brees is coming around, would you say? Mm, yeah. But against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, in which he scored just uh, what thirteen uh, fantasy points the first time they played. Yeah, well, that was this was back in in week two. Threw for two hundred and fifty five yards and a touchdown. Um, he has thrown for uh, multiple touchdowns in uh, four of his last five games. And he's thrown for over 300 yards in... Well, he hasn't thrown for over 300 yards in his last three games. So, Mm -hmm. this is where it's kind of tilting both ways. Um, Tampa Bay is allowing just 13.1 fantasy points in their last five. Uh, Drew Brees sucks on the road, as always. Most of his good games have come here sort of on the road... Or uh, at home over the last five weeks. So what you're really looking for is, is Drew Brees going to finally get it together on the road against the team in which he scored just 12 fantasy points against earlier in the season and who's been hot? I don't really love Drew Brees this week. No, I, I, I don't like Drew Brees on the road either. And when you look at the Tampa Bay defense as far as them against the past, they're actually been pretty good when we talk about like the worst team in the league being... Uh, you know, as far as yardage goes, the the New York Giants at over 321 yards a game. Tampa Bay's only given up 256 passing yards per game, so you know they're they're definitely holding teams in there, and they're not horrible against the run either. This is a Lovey Smith defense. It's taken a while for it to kind of take its form. So they're giving up 95 yards a game on the ground and five touchdowns. So what they do is is what Lovey Smith's defense do. They'll give you that those yardage in between the 20s. But then the defense always toppens up once you get into the red zone, and it gets harder to score the touchdowns. So you mm-hmm. don't get a lot of big uh, performance touchdown-wise games against the Bucks that you did before Levy Smith became the coach. Yeah, and just looking at the scores they have given up this season, uh, I, you know, outside of that Week One shellacking when they gave up 42 points, uh, their high watermark is 30, uh, 31 points. Uh, 37 points against Carolina. And then besides that, over the last five weeks, or over the last four weeks here, six points allowed, 17 points allowed, 25 points allowed, 19 points allowed. This is a top 10 defense in terms of total yardage. Uh, you know, let's they're, also, they're pretty good. Let's also look at this as far as, um, you know, uh, turnovers uh, by the defense. They had... Uh, um, one turnover, four turnovers, zero turnovers, one turnover. So they they that one game without the turnover is the only game this year that the Tampa Bay defense has played without getting a turnover. That is hallmark of a Lovey Smith defense. It's turn them over and and, yep. and give them the yards and then tighten up and, and don't let them score touchdowns. I mean, again. so if I have another option besides Drew Brees, I'm going to play him. You don't have another option besides Mark Ingram. C.J. Spiller is a bum. Last time these two teams played, Mark Ingram had a you know another nice game. Mark Ingram always seems to have a nice game. Even last week, you know, double-digit fantasy points just is what he's, he does. He's a model of consistency. Absolutely, you're gonna start Mark Ingram at wide receiver. Cooks. Yeah, I benched him last week. Thank you very much. So you're telling me. 
Let me tell you about Jarvis Landry, all right? 0.5 fantasy points. Guys, I could have started in Jar- instead of Jarvis Landry. Brandon Cooks, Lamar Miller, uh, Charles Clay, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, yeah, that's about it. James so, White. James White. Oh, that's the worst oh. of all. So, <laughs> you win the, like I had a great football. bench this week. <laughs> yeah, my, my team's pretty good. Sounds like fantasy football. Val Verdes. Is it getting hot in here? Wait a minute! What's happening to my special purpose? That's your special thing. Well, when I was a kid, my mom told me that was my special purpose! And someday I'll find out what that special purpose was! Today's the day! Hey, this is like a, a ride! <laughs> my dear family, guess what? Today I found out what my special purpose is for. Gosh, what a great time I had. I wish the whole family could have been here with me. Maybe some other time, as I intend to do this a lot. Every chance I get. I think next week I'll be able to send more money as I may have extra work. My friend Patty promised me a blowjob. Your loving son, Nathan. And he's got the kisses here. That Patty must be a sweet girl. (laughs) What the fuck was his purpose in life? His special purpose was his penis. And then he found out that he could use it for getting busy. Live life with purpose. (laughs) All right, all right. Good so, Brandon Cooks is probably the only receiver you're considering start, starting here. Willie Sneed, you know, between injuries and ineffectiveness, uh, you're not really considering playing. Every year, there's a number of guys that come in, have a nice little sparkle and glow, and fade off because they were practice squad guys. Yep. All right. Ben Watson, you like? What? Ben Watson, you like? Ben yeah. Watson's been pretty consistent. And he stays uh, healthy at the tight end position. And they're, you know. Okay, against opposing tight ends, nothing special. But let's go to our first. Uh, right? Let's just. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. there's another side of that game. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I squiggled it out. Let's go to Mr. Winston. Well, this is a week if you want to start Jameis Winston. If you're streaming at uh, looking to stream a quarterback, Lots this is the time that, about him. This is the time that you do it. And I don't care what he did last week. He's playing the Saints defense. The Saints have given up. 35 passing touchdowns this year. Is that like three a game? Mathematically? That'd be 36. So, yes. <laughs> Good times, temporary layoffs. Hands ties, easy credit ripoffs. <laughs> Ain't we lucky we got them? The thing is, he's either going to throw for a couple touchdowns. Or he's going to throw for one touchdown and run for one because but he's... I want to make a point about this touchdowns that they get up. 35. 28 by Philadelphia is the second worst in the league. 25 is third worst in the league. They have 10 more than the third worst team in the league. And the 10 more and the team that's best in the league is Denver and Seattle who've only given up 11. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
three times as many. He's going to get it done one way, the, the, like you said. Yeah. And, and that play, uh, uh, to get that first down on third and 19, lost me in, in, in a game in a rookie league that I played against Jameis. If he doesn't get that, then he doesn't throw it to Evans. And he, he didn't have Evans, but... Ugh, I mean, Winston's getting it done. He is figuring out a way to win games, figuring out a way to keep the ball in their hands, keep drives going, and it, it, it's good times for fantasy owners. And in this situation against this defense, yes. His floor is 12 fantasy points. I said this last week. He has not had a game this season with less than 12. That's it. Like, he's going to get you... Some fantasy points. And there's very few quarterbacks you can guarantee that. I think maybe four or five have double-digit fantasy points in every game this season. Well, here's, here's a stat that stands out to me. Because when you go back to early in the season, uh, he started out uh, the year with his interceptions. Two, zero, one, four. Since then, after week four, zero, 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 two, zero, one, one. You know, that's, this is a rookie we're talking about. This is a guy who, you know, could potentially be making a lot of mistakes, and he's not making the mistakes. And he's, he's he makes smart decisions. He he doesn't force passes in there. Where things get bad for him is where his receivers are dropping passes on him. Well, let's remember he hasn't had like two NFL receivers for most of the season. He's had either you know Vincent Jackson or Mike Evans. And then guys like Dante Dye, Sterling Shepard, Lewis uh, Murphy. Lewis Murphy's an NFL receiver. Yeah. He is an but NFL receiver. He hasn't been around for most of the season. He was, like, he was a good NFL receiver about four or five years ago. He's, he's, not, he's, been he's a lot better than Dante Dye and Sterling Shepard. And <laughs> ASJ wasn't there. Like, he hasn't had two NFL caliber pass catchers for most of the season. Let's talk about the running backs. Uh, let's see. You gotta start. Doug like, Martin, hey. Gotta start Doug Martin. He's second in the league in rushing. Uh, he's good. He's averaging, he's, good. Na- he's averaging 95 yards uh, a game. They give up the the most rush or they give up the most fantasy points to opposing running backs. Hell, I think you could even start Charles Sims as a fucking flex. Let's go on to the wide receivers. Uh, start him. Start him. Yeah. Evans, he'll drop one on you. It'll piss you off, but well, he's he, gonna light he, it up as he'll well. He'll probably drop two or two on you, if not three. But he's going to make at least five catches. Two of them will be big ones. He's going to get you a touchdown. It's going to be a big game. ASJ. He's going to have a nice game, too. You like this Look, one? I think 30, they're the worst against tight ends. They're the absolute worst defense I've ever seen. And you have to love the fact that finally ASJ came back. So even while he had a bad game, he got back into the flow. You know, And, and, and he's going to start getting a lot more targets. The week. thing is, is, does he get on the field? Because he's only on the field for like 25 snaps. Yes, that's what I'm saying. They let him get out there. He's getting his, his feet Plays wet. Right back. They're, they're, they're not rushing him out there. He'll be out there for at least 75% of the snaps. That's good enough for me in this matchup against the Saints. Nice. All right, let's go to our first uh, late game. First of two. No comment by Houdini. <laughs> uh, Raiders at Broncos. We'll start with the Raiders. Carr is at the 20th spot right now, I think, for quarterbacks for dog. That is way lower than he's been for the last eight weeks. Seth says something. I don't. Do we need to talk too much about it, or can we just keep it at that? I'm pretty sure the Broncos are pretty good at defense. Yeah, they got good defense. What time do we? What? How many? Eleven passing touchdowns to wide receivers. That's pretty good. That's just eleven total passing touchdowns. Oh, oh even better. Yeah, I'm not even saying just to wide receivers. Yeah. yeah. So. 
I don't like Derek Carr this week. And along with that, I don't really like his wide receivers. Yep. Yep. Yeldon in at rookie. Uh, Amari Cooper sitting. Ugh. Uh... Let's talk about uh, Murray had an RI week this week. He's, uh, oh man, this is another guy. You just can't really like anything here, can you? You can't, you can't, and you can't trust what Murray's doing. Like too, it's like he, he puts up good games in the matchups that you're like, okay, stay away from him. Don't play him. In this I game. told everybody to play Latavius Murray last week. Well, there you nice. go. At, because Justin Houston, one of the premier NFL players, yeah, was out. On some second opinions. So basically, Latavius Murray has one of the safest workloads. Among running backs. You're going to tell me you'd rather start guys like Ronnie Hillman Ugh. and guys like that? Like, you know you're getting 20 touches, 18 to 20 touches out of Latavius Murray every week. And he's he's not, not going to average, you know, five yards carry. He's going to average somewhere around four. He's going to get you, like, 80 or so total yards. Like, we're going to talk about guys who have safe floors. Latavius Murray is one of those guys. He's also one of the guys who can score with the safe floor. Yeah, he just you know it's like it's weird though because what I wanted to expect out of him was the big long plays that he showed us in that one game. Look, I can get four carries and I can do major damage. That hasn't been here this season. You just gotta deal with the hands you dealt, man. He's you know, Zach Marty's teams. I got want to see all his leads. He's just like a plotter. He's just got he's got a whole team of like eight to twelvers. No, no, I've got that. I've got a, I've got eight to twelvers at running backs. Dude. And then ODBs, De- DeAndre Hopkins, and guys like Julio at wide receiver. So, all right, all right, all right, all right. I know this is our first date, but do you think the next time you make love to your boyfriend, you could think of me? Or haven't made love to him yet. It's too bad. Do you think it's possible that someday? could make love with me and think of him. Who knows? Maybe you and he can make love and you can think of me. I'd just be happy to be in there somewhere. <laughs> Burning at Peters. Smoke show in that film. Oh, so yeah. let's just say this about Latavius Murray. Only three players have more carries than he does. That's insane. That's How many players have more yards than he does? I'm a touch guy. I'm a touch guy. I'm with. I'm. I'm, I'm I, riding no, it. I, I. I. I hear you. I hear you. It's Anything else to talk about on three. the Raiders? Okay. Not bad. Rushing yards. How many? Three players have more rushing yards than Latavius Murray. Good God. Um, how many? I've got them on zero in my teams. I'm always. I literally. I'm so bad. I test. When I watch the Raiders, which is a lot, because I got Amara in every team, I'm looking at Amara. <laughs> yeah. You know what? But Latavius, he's he's been that. Given you steady points, steady production, he just hasn't had that those that huge win your week for your game. Yep. Um, anything else to talk about Raiders? No. I mean, Clive Walford might be an interesting guy, but they seem to like to use Michael Rivera here not... and there, just enough, just enough to piss you off. But that's where Denver is susceptible. You know, they can be. You beaten. can't feel comfortable starting the Clive Walford in a no playoff way. matchup against Denver. No way. I'm not saying you can feel comfortable, but it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a couple pairs of uh, underwear I've seen I, uh, dogmatic wear around Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. This not is... comfortable, but interesting. Let's just quickly mention what the wide receivers Wait, did. Stag Party's not letting us rip on uh, Dogmatica in his <laughs> presence. Was... How much is he paying you? 
I'll double it. I'll double it. <laughs> He's getting a lot of work done tonight, working at home in his dress. Yeah. <laughs> it's the dogmatic of Halloween sends a text to all of us. He'll never, he'll never listen this deep. <laughs> Later, buddy. His mom, Cindy. Sorry, earmuffs. <laughs> dogmatic sends us a text on Halloween of an outfit that he's in. What was this? Jennifer was his female name. He was, it was a real piece of work kind of outfit. And then his text after, we were like, I said unsubscribe, I think. I, off. I think I laughed it, but before so, he's like, did I go, he, did, I go time, well, did I go too far? I and we all answered like immediately, yes, yes. undeniably. Well, like and, then said, he goes, and then his last line was, especially given the fact that I'm not even going out tonight. <laughs> Oh my god! I did not sleep that night. Oh my god! Be careful if he does listen because then he's going to be like Steve Buscemi, and we're going to be on the list in uh, in uh, Billy Madison as he's putting his red lipstick on. I we're on the list, but thank oh my god, Dogmatica, you're a piece of work. Sometimes we love you, buddy. We miss you. So here's Crabtree's and Amari Cooper stats: four for fifty-four on nine targets for Crabtree, four for forty-seven for Amari Cooper. Uh, over the course of the season, they've allowed just 11.2 fantasy points a game to opposing wide receivers. Over the last five games, just 9.9 fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. And over the last three, 9.3. So that's like 93 yards to opposing wide receivers a game. Not a lot of yards. It's no bueno. Not gonna do it. Um, That was Denver, right? That was what they allowed. Yeah, that's so now let's move to the offensive side of Denver. Oh, let's see it. I, you know, maybe. It's yeah. it's frustrating for me because you know you look. I'm an Emmanuel Sanders owner, so when you see what Emmanuel Sanders did when Brock Osweiler first came in, you're like, oh, it's 113 yards. It's a things are looking good, and it's like right now, it's more of a force feeding uh, toward Demarius uh, and. I'm just I'm concerned because it to me it, it looks like that they want to try to establish the run. That's a Gary Kubiak thing, and um, I worry about the pop games that I was getting from Emmanuel Sanders. That if I'm going to get them here, and I'm feeling like I'm not, as I'm feeling like I don't know. I, I just feel like well, I, I'm destined for a four catch for a 48 yards type of a game. I think in general that whole offense now is a more of a control kind of situation. You know, a few weeks ago I was high on getting an Osweiler in every league just for the what if factor. It, it used to get, but it's it's a it's a controlled situation. The defense is so good, like you said, they want to be running the ball. They'll they'll be able to make some action happen through the pass game, but it's it's just a very balanced attack that doesn't necessarily feed and fuel too many fantasy points. For you, um, like you've had in the past three years with Peyton. I mean, here's the thing. It's one wide receiver or the other. Like, you don't know which one it's necessarily going to be. Because one week it was Emmanuel Sanders. Two weeks it's been uh, Demarius. Demarius Thomas. You know, some weeks you're getting a lot out of Vernon Davis and Owen Daniels. Uh, and then, you know, the running game. You know, you've got a C.J. Anderson injury uh, with a very, very sore ankle as of yesterday. Uh, so he's going to be a big question mark this week. And even when he played earlier in the season with an ankle injury, he sucked dick. Well, here's the thing. I'll tell you what. You got. Do you like Hillman if CJ's down? Yeah. I, I, as long as CJ's out. I want him ruled out of the game. And then let them just give 
someone a lion's share of carries. Not going to happen. Even, like, what happened last week? Hillman was there, but then Juwan Thompson got, what, 10, 12 touches? Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to get touches. Like, this might be the new Kubiak with the, this style of running back that he has. You know what, though, it, it's it also, could look, change. It's also this. It's Kubiak believes so much in his system that he's not going to just say, oh, we only have to have this running back doing it. And it's not like Hillman, Anderson, Juwan Thompson, any of these guys have been doing it on a consistent basis anyway. So for him... But I think it, even, even he, he's a hot hand guy. So whoever's going to roll, we're going to roll with all of them. And this is a Super Bowl caliber team where yeah. you got to preserve well, it's a your Super Bowl talent. caliber defense for sure. Well, I mean the Super Bowl caliber team, they, they could be in the Super Bowl even with Osweiler. It's we'll see. Based on the defense, the defense, more and more the offense. But because of that, they need to save their guys. You don't want to just start running Hillman, CJ into the ground. Why not? Get Thompson some of the ball, you know, preserve your guys for the playoffs. I mean, that's one thing they could have talked about before the season is, hey, we think we're a Super Bowl contender. Let's let's mix up our backs a little bit. That's something we don't know. You know, these guys, were, you know, C.J. Anderson was sort of running to the ground at the end of last season. Yeah. All right. Yep. Um, anything else to talk about there? No. I got one more thing. You do? through this one if we can. Then we can have some fun uh, with the... Let's breeze through them all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Alright, Cowboys. I'm going to let you guys go. Darren McFadden? Des Bryant? Let's see. How comfortable are you with either? Darren McFadden going out there, maybe maybe not suffering a concussion, getting tested, coming back into the game. So, you know, no concussion for him. Per se, gets a late touchdown to save your fantasy day. Other than that, what, two fumbles? Um, I gotta tell you, I did not watch a single second of this game, and I feel fucking great about it. I watched it, and it it was like, because I was doing my write-ups, I had it on. It got so exciting at the end of that game, though. That that was, uh, but other than that, it was was, watching paint dry, peeling your fingernails off, you know, that type of uh, horrible offensive performance. Because I'm like... I was getting my write-ups done. I go, wow, I'm getting so much done. And it's still in the in the first quarter because it was three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. I'm like, advertisers are loving this, getting all their early advertising money in. But, Do you like um, a, a Des Bryant? You know, obviously you can't top... like like him. You know, you you, you you like him, but he's sort of like the last girl at the bar at the end of the night. Do you have to play him if you got a deep team? You got a no. Deep... If you've got a squad, you take the hot girl home with you. <laughs> 
But he's the last girl at the bar at the end of the night. Like, he's all you're left with. Let's go to a bar. <laughs> let's get on. We're done. We're done. Pyro Podcast. You want to go pick up Jess Bryant? Let's have, yeah, let's go get a couple of uh, slop tarts. We'll probably and, find uh, Justin Blackman there, too. The, Pack- the Packers are only giving up 262 passing yards a game, uh, and they're only giving up 16 passing touchdowns. So uh, they are on the lower end of the passing touchdowns allowed. So that's another reason. Pack defense is just pretty good uh, against opposing running backs. They've only allowed two players all season to rush for over a hundred yards. Uh, you know, one of those was Todd Gurley in his hot streak. Uh, besides that, you know, the numbers just aren't really good for lining up great for anybody. Like, I want to play the Packers defense <laughs> against this this team with Matt Castle, a quarterback who's averaging just like six point five yards per attempt. It's, like, awful. He's just not throwing down the field. And that's what you usually like Des Bryant for. Can they get the ball to him vertically? Can they allow him to make plays on the outside? Because uh, without it, you know, who knows what's going to happen here. Yeah. Well, the I, I, other side of the ball, I yawn. Yeah, no, no, you're probably yawn because that's what it's like watching the Cowboy offense right now. Let's go to the other Des Bryant is like a wide receiver three flex. Yeah, it's... <sighs> It's it's no it, one. There are certain. It's not even that, that certain Twice. guys aren't Both as good without like a starting quarterback. It's when you don't have someone who's competent enough to run an offense, and most backup quarterbacks in the NFL just aren't competent enough to run an offense. This is also again, we're going to harken back to Blaine Gabbert because he's shown that he can be a competent guy to run an offense. So he's at the top end. Of, uh, of backup quarterbacks or at the very low end of starting quarterbacks. We talked way too much about Blaine Gabbert. I know, but hey, sometimes you got to go You got to take the moment. You got to go back. We didn't have an opportunity to see Thogmatica around. I saw a big billboard the other day, Harkin Realty. Realty. Harkin Realty? Yeah, and yeah. I didn't get a chance. I was like, oh, I got to get And it was already gone. So wanted to get it for you, but there is there Man. are other old schoolers or old-fashioned people like yourself. Or people with the last name Harkin. Very, fair enough. <laughs> Harkin back too. There was Tom Harkin uh, uh, was the. Uh, Hold on, Senator I'm face asking you right now. S- no, Ryan. I'm not. That was bogus. Mm-hmm. Look pretty good live, and then, and then you see replays. You should be able to. You should be able to have any play moving forward for next year should be replayable. Um, but at the end of the day, they win that game. Was a pretty sweet play and pass by uh, Rogers. What are your expectations with Rogers? Uh, Mr. Late to uh, Curfew, Lacey, and all the other slow wide receivers on that team. And now is Rodgers the most... He's, he's, you know, a lot of people are going to pick him up. Good luck with that. <sighs> I mean, maybe. Uh, like, there's just so many question marks surrounding this team right now. Is it Lacey's team? Because he was the hottest player on that team. He was... You know, providing 100-yard games, he was scoring touchdowns, he was doing it in the pass game and, and the run game. Uh, he was just getting this offense going. And his presence running the ball was allowing their slow wide receivers to get a little more open. And then suddenly, he misses curfew, 5 for 1, or 5 for negative 1, whatever the end stat line was. Drops a giant pile of shit on your fantasy lineup. I think it should be mandatory. The league should make it mandatory that they need to tell you things like that. Little, little, little earnings. Yeah. Like yeah. It should be known before we set our lineups. 
because there's just too much riding on this shit. <laughs> For people to just get that information in in the beginning of the second quarter. Ugh. Ugh. I don't care. I don't have them. I was just like, I was kind of happy, but I played, <laughs> I played them in the league. Negative one points. Well, look, this is in the, the day and age where, where we, we live now with a coach and John Fox here in Chicago who does not tell the media anything. And we thought Lovey Smith didn't tell us anything. Good God. So, but just like, I mean, yeah, you could probably play Cobb. They, they're pretty good against opposing wide receivers, Dallas is. Uh, but, you know, Cobb's been the guy, hasn't been great. Uh, Dallas is actually top five against opposing wide receivers. So, you know, I'm not going to play Devontae Adams. I'm not going to play James Jones. Randall Cobb's the only guy I'll consider playing. Uh, I, it's even the other like tight end, play, Richard I like Rogers. the play that they got to, to Devontae. More than the play that Cobb got. Which one? The touchdown. I mean, the touchdown to Devontae was like a scripted, hey, let's mess with their heads and get him, get him open for a touchdown. Cobb's was a, a fumble that he, that he dropped on. Yeah. Cobb is looking like garbage. They're all looking like garbage. We've been talking about it for a while. They're too slow. But right now, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to say I feel more confident about a, a, a Cobb than a, than a Devontae. It's, 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 and then you even like throw in Ju, uh, uh, James, Ju, Jones. James Jones. Julio Jones. At least uh, Randall Cobb is catching the football when, when it's thrown towards him. He's not getting the amount of targets, but he's at least catching the football when it's thrown towards him. That's a lot more than I can say of Devontae Adams right now. It's true. They all look terrible. So if you have a better option... Uh, but I guess maybe this is the kind of game... We, you guys were saying early, in mid-season, this might be the kind of game that, like, fuck this. We're, we're about to just do a, a Belichick and just, let's just ring this scoreboard up so hard on these guys at home. Uh, we, we need it. We deserve it. We need a... We need a confidence boost. And this is just this is just the team to do it against. Yep, yep. And this is a team, remember, the catch at the end of last season in the playoffs, right. how that game sort of ended. So there's a little bit of you know animosity between these squads, to say the least. Am I wrong in saying that? Um, th- didn't this actually change? Didn't didn't? Isn't there another team that somebody super flexed for this week? There could be one of the games. I, th- I don't know. I think another game was brought in, and this actually isn't going to be the night game. The Patriots at the Texans. Am I wrong? I think maybe it was next one. Why are you looking to it? Well, I crack a Valverde. I know we've only known each other for four weeks and three days. But to me, it seems like nine weeks and five days. The first day seemed like a week. And the second day seemed like five days. And the third day seemed like a week again. And the fourth day... Seemed like eight days. But the fifth day, you went to see your mother, and that seemed just like a day. But then you came back, and later, on the sixth day in the evening when we saw each other, that started seeming like two days. So in the evening, it seemed like two days spilling over into the next day, and that started seeming like four days. So at the end of the sixth day, on into the seventh day. It seemed like a total of five days. And the sixth day seemed like a week and a half. <laughs> I have it written down, but I can I can show it to you tomorrow if you want to see it. I've written down somewhere. 
right, let's go on to uh, the Sunday night game. Patriots at Texans. Patriots dropped two in a row. Obviously, Trump City with Gronkski out. And you just had to use out. dropped around Brandon LaFell, didn't you? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, he's one of the guys in the, in the sty for me that's going to be potentially out of the NFL if he doesn't grab a greased pig. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't uh, dude, I don't know what that means. You weren't listening to me earlier. You were both talking to each other. I said, I want the guys who drop all the passes. I want the most, the 10 guys who drop the most passes. We're going to throw nine greased pigs into a pen. All 10 guys get in there. You all got to come out with a pig. Whoever is the last one to come out with a greased pig is out of the NFL. I like it. I like it. We de- I definitely wasn't listening to you. <laughs> I know you were. I know. You're, you're right. I was I was setting my, my Netflix and TiVo. I, mean, I was were, thinking about bacon. So. You, were, you were singing a song in your head. Honey, guess what? I wrote a song for you this morning. Oh, I'm picking out a thermos for you. Not an ordinary thermos for you. But the extra best thermos you can buy with vinyl and stripes. And a cup fell right in. I'm picking out a thermos for you. And maybe a barometer, too. And what else can I buy? So on me you'll rely. A rear-end thermometer, too. Valverde. Sneak attack. Too many Valverdes. <laughs> but in all honesty, these all days, they don't do that to you. Now these Imperials, like that unsessionable we were drinking on Saturday. Let me let me do a four of those. Let me do a read. Let me do a, a live read later on when I've uh, let's a, do it. Pod, we'll do it. A later podcast when I've had a few too many Valverdes. Maureen, what's up, shithead? It was actually Marie, but hey, let's talk about Maureen. I mean, Daniel Amendola is the maybe only trustworthy player outside of Tom Brady on that team. Scott Chandler? Uh, maybe. Yeah, I guess. I guess with your limited other options. And James White. Yeah, White. Do you trust James White? I do right now. If he gets I do now because when... <laughs> yeah, but that's not a guarantee. No, but the fact Brady. of the matter is that what he proved, they gave him 13... Was it Was it, uh, how many, was it 10 catches that he had? Uh, 10 catches. And... Uh, Ten catches, I, I don't know how many targets he had. Was it, was, I think it only dropped... Thirteen. Uh, Thirteen, so it was ten out of thirteen. So you, you, went quickly, you went quickly in your warm I was like, I was, I was sure, I, was, I knew that there was a thirteen. I thought it was the, the twelve, but that was somebody else who had twelve catches Your sheet with stats targets. on it? Is it wet? No, it's... Yeah. <laughs> I like the fact that he's finally stepped into the Deion Lewis role. This offense had been sputtering without a running back playing that position. And now that he comes in there, the Garrett Blunt was even being used as a receiver for a couple weeks. That's never happening anymore. It's in, and in this matchup, I think you're going to see a lot of James White. 
I don't know. I, mean, I just don't know if he's trustworthy. <laughs> like he's a flex. He's flexish. <laughs> in, uh, in a Bill Belichick offense, without all the other weapons that are there, when he becomes essentially the number two, three type best weapon in the passing game, yeah, I'll take my chances. I think well, that he was that against Denver, and he scored point six fantasy points. That was Denver. Well, the one thing I'll say about for fantasy, it's 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 obvious that we've got to focus in on week this week on how we're going to get points. But knowing uh, Billy B, he's trying to get the passes and get him in in the situation going as much as possible. Kind of like what happened last year. Blunt wasn't all that hot last year. Remember, uh, and this is two years ago. He was nowhere, yeah. and then all of a sudden, get to playoff time, and you got to play hard nose, run it down your gut, football, and he lights it up, and he's on the cover of Sports Illustrated. But that was two years ago, so but, my bad. But, they they but, got me also the say this last though. Year. Are we talking that highly about a Houston defense that just had uh, T Mobile go crazy on him, throw for three touchdowns, and run for a touchdown on him? At least he's got weapons. <laughs> well, but Tom Brady is the ultimate weapon. That might be Enough the gayest said. thing I've ever heard. Doc Maddox <laughs> said it. He's got he's living life with purpose. Yeah. A special purpose. <laughs> a special purpose. I, I just don't know if you can trust James White. James White is a every other week so far. You know, two of three weeks he's been the the star. You know, two touchdowns two weeks ago, 115 yards receiving and a touchdown this week. I I guess I need one more game to see it. Can I consider starting him as a flex option? Sure. But that's right in the range LeGarrette Blunt is probably this week, too. I mean, uh, LaShawn McCoy last week had over 100 yards rushing. So I think they might need to commit to a run game a little bit more with, you know, the fact that if they throw the ball, you're throwing it to guys like Brandon LaFell, who's dropping every other one, and guys like Danny Amendola, who had a couple drops. I, I, I don't think that they're going to be able to, though. Houston allowed LaShawn McCoy to run against them. They, I think it was before that, I believe it was their previous three games, they hadn't allowed anybody to rush for more than 90 yards in a game against them. So, as a team. So, I'm just saying, I'm thinking that I'm not going to buy on LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt show, as an owner of LeGarrette Blunt, has not done enough to impress me. You know, And I'm sitting in a situation where, again, I said I have a buy, but if I'm in there, it's, it's Ivory or, or Blunt this week. Which way are you going? I still think I'll take my chances with uh, with Ivory. I'm not disagreeing with you there. I mean, I just think you know this might be a game where they decide let's fucking run it down their throats, and James White gets nothing. Like there's always a chance for that. So you have to be prepared that James White could drop a goose egg for you. I don't think he's gonna drop no goose egg on you, especially if you're a PPR. He's gonna be getting at least five catches. So. All right, let's talk about let's talk about Houston. Let's start with your boy. Let's start with uh, your favorite player, Mr. DeAndre Hopkins. How we liking him? And again, Patriots defense that can be uh, scored upon uh, through the air because they they score a lot of points. There is always you know even though they're depleted right now, if they do jump out, there is always a potential for garbage yard uh, scores for uh, Hopkins. And Houston is still just going to throw everything his way. Here's the thing. As Doug will say, Phil Belichick likes to take away their best player. DeAndre Hopkins is far and away the best player on that team. So you're expecting nothing I, from no, DeAndre? That's not what I'm saying. Okay, I'm just asking. That's not what I said at all. But I'm, Bill Belichick will take away their best player. Does that mean he's going to go off for you know 200 yards? Probably not. 
Could he have another 60-yard game with a touchdown? Sure. Could he have an ODB like three catches for 109 yards and a touchdown, but only really have one catch for 90-ish yards like he did against Malcolm Butler? Because this is a very sort of similar sort of situation. Malcolm Butler is playing very, very fucking well. Uh, he's just watching the guy. He is covering every receiver he's being asked to, and he's you know playing among the best corners in the league. And he's had some tough, tough assignments. So, do I think they bracket him? Sure. So that leads me to believe that you know Cecil Shorts or Nate Washington could have a good game. Choosing who the right one is, uh, I'd probably go with Nate Washington, who's done it more often. Uh, but I also think or you Cecil's... can say I'll go for Cecil Shorts who's done it most recently. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. But you're picking between the two of them. They both what saw ten plus targets last week. But I think you're only really talking about them if you're in a very deep twelve team, fourteen team league. I mean, so I mean, and I mean, DFS and DFS. Well, exactly. okay, so yeah, for, yeah, for, well, DFS. for DFS, you know what they are. But the, the, the problem with that type of a situation is that which ones are going to be and. You're, it's a dart throw, right? Yep. Maybe we should put those two for Daisy to choose between as uh, as potential dart throws. I'll decide that. <laughs> he, <laughs> he needs to decide how much money is left in his dart throw That's allocation. correct. Yeah, what do I got left? I got to go buy treats. <laughs> Daisy, Daisy ain't going to play this game and with no treats. You're going to have to show everybody when you're doing the video that you're not like tainting one treat with another to make her choose well, something. I might actually do that one next year. I'll like dip one in like barbecue sauce yeah, and right. bring it over there for the guy I wanted to grab. <laughs> but this run game, do you want anything to do with any of these running backs? No. They're again out there splitting carries and blah, blah. And being ineffective while splitting carries. No. Chris Polk was awesome last week. Oh, yeah. 70 yards combined on 12 total touches and a touchdown. Pretty awesome. Sounds good to me. 70 yards. Awesome. Does that does sound better than I would have ever thought Polk could ever do? And yeah. will he do it back? But I did kind of cry. I kind of cried today when I was thinking but, about a, a teams of mine, all of my teams with Arian Foster on them. I cried a little bit. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, if seventy yards floats your boat, was there a touchdown there? Yeah, receiving touchdown, first of his career. Whatever floats your boat, first of his career. He gets we, he gets rushing touchdowns though. Are we? Are you? Are you gonna feel comfortable? Sixteen team league. You're gonna start Chris Polk. I already said I wasn't starting any of the. Okay. I, well, I started the sentence by saying I'm not starting any of them against the Patriots. But Chris Polk looked interesting. <laughs> nice. Uh, not comfortable. Not comfortable, but interesting. Interesting. <laughs> what up, Dogmatics? I mean Jennifer. Uh, let's go on <laughs> to the Monday night game. Giants. God, that. If, if any team can can say or players can say we got out coached, it's that team. How in the hell are you not kicking a field goal on that play? Then throwing an interception. I mean, it's it's a it's asinine. How how, how many, do you, how many wins how many, have they had taken away from them in the last? I think it's like six fourth quarter losses or something this year. And they've been the and league, they're, yeah. they're brutal. All of them. Like, every fan that leaves wants to pull an Elliott Smith. Uh, shot to the heart. If you know what I'm talking about, there, you know your music. Uh, and all the players just got to be like, dude, he's gonna retire. He's done. 
Let's hope, because they're talking Coughlin's about he could, be, he could be on the way out, even if he's he looks, not. He, he might die of frostbite, although he's look, no, he looked like he's almost died of frostbite for the last 15 years. Yeah, he's out. He's done. Got to get some fresh blood in there. You ever see him, a good run. You see him in the playoff games where it's like, you know, he's got that red face anyway. It's like, I feel, I feel like he's, his face is going to freeze off. He might be the first coach ever. He's gone. It doesn't matter. What's up? Oh, I was just counting the games they've lost by less than a touchdown, and it's six. Six. There you go. That's that's. And they hit the lead. I think in at least five. All of them. Yeah. All, all, yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about their, let's talk about their running backs. This no. <laughs> I just want to say one thing. They're not starting any of their running backs because all four of them had more than seven looks last week. It was hilarious. I think each one got a quarter because I was going up against Rashad Jennings in one of my leagues, and I'm like, oh, first half, Rashad Jennings hasn't even touched the ball. Then I was like, I'm like he must be hurt or something. So I'm like looking up on like the computer, I'm like, is Rashad Jennings hurt? Oh, here he is, third quarter. Now all of a sudden he's getting some touches. No more Orleans Dark Law, no more. <laughs> they were doing some uh, stags. You'll like this one. They were doing some A, B, C, D testing. <laughs> <laughs> and none of them worked. Yeah. yeah. We need to go back to the drawing board. Stop the campaign. <laughs> Nothing's working. Shut down the site. Let's go back to throwing the ball to ODB, which is an A test that works <laughs> to a plus. <laughs> Conversion. Yeah, that guy is a good. That, I mean, that play and just the, the separation. The, the, the touchdown? Yeah, the touchdown. The separation away. That wasn't even his the, best play. No. Wasn't? No. He had a well, play had, where he went over the middle. Uh, Eli overshot him. He reached his hand the up. The one-handed yeah, catch. But I'm sick of the one-handed No. But behind his... That like, was that, insane. They're that all was insane. insane. But those don't, those don't impress me as much as the fact that there are three players, maybe four players in the NFL on that catch that he made for the touchdown that are able to move that kind of quick, quick uh, zero to 60 to get that touchdown. Jerry Rice does. That was what they always used to say. He would run scared, where it's just like his speed after he would catch would be unbelievable. People just don't have that kind of speed to even get through those three players. Somebody's taking him down. When he caught that ball, he was like, Zoom! see you later. I like that catch. Sick catch, but one-handed catches, no matter what they are, it, it, it's, it's, it's commonplace for this guy. It's too ridiculous. You like the speed. You I like, like the speed fact. Hold on. Hello. And the thing is, you like you like one-handed catch, one hands on balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, you're starting them. Who else? Did you say warm hands on balls? One or hand. One? Oh, sorry. So what? Uh, well, you're not starting any of these other receivers. I mean, Reuben Randall, awful. How, how inconsistent can they all be? They're just atrocious. Well, what about, about my guy? What about, about the tight end? end? What about my guy, Will Ty? Made he makes nice big play. plays, yeah. Look, and he is going to continue to make those in the dump-off type game. Because, again, Shane Vereen is the other guy that's the main threat that, they, that they're following as far as coming out as a receiver in the backfield. Will Ty is a guy who just disappears. And just all of a sudden, they give him a little dump-off. And he, that, little, that fat boy can run. He can also stretch the field vertically down the seam, which is something he's Larry... A, he's a rotund... Fast dude. Chunk, Larry Donnell can never do. Larry Donnell's on IR for the rest of the year. So this is Will Taz team <laughs> behind yeah. Odell Beckham. Like he might be the second most consistent target. Ruben Randall caught two of six targets. And every time he was targeted, he just looked smothered. 
Yeah. We, we talk about not being able to create separation. Ruben Randall cannot create separation. His knees are done. It's like his career will be over within two years. Less. Most likely. But, I mean, where he finally calls it quits. Within two years. But he's somehow going to end up being a top 50 receiver this season. And it's going to be like, that happened again. Fuck. But you couldn't. You could start it maybe like three weeks. Well, that's the thing. And, again, with those type of receivers, you have to pick the right week. And it's impossible to do that. I just look at it, and I've been talking about Will Ty in my waiver wire videos for uh, a bunch of weeks now, about four, four weeks since Donnell went down. And he's just this unassuming guy that, again, no one's game planning for. And he, the way that he's doing it is not as many, it, it's a lot of dump offs. and it'll just He's an athletic He's dude. an athletic guy, but he, and he's blocking and he's releasing, and then he's there when the play breaks down. And, and when those plays break down, they're big yardage gainers. Because everybody else is all the way downfield. And what do the Giants not do very well at all? Run the ball. So they're always throwing the ball a ton. So defenses are always peeling back to cover the deeper passes. I agree. And uh, just looking at uh, discussions and uh, comments across various sites, the New York Giant fans are like, God, he's our second, like you said, he's their second best target. At least he can make something happen where everyone else is just... Pedestrian, slow, and you know what you're going to get. Will Ty runs a faster 40 time than Ruben Randall. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. So, how, how, how big is Will Ty? Uh, 245 pounds, give or take. But what's his height? 257. What's, what's his height? He's not six, tall. 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, He's more of an H-back. You sure about that 6'2", six, 6'3"? Six, That's what they had him at his pro day. Wow, he looks more short than So, so yeah. Will Ty went to Florida State. Uh, eventually transferred out, you know, behind Nick O'Leary, uh, who everybody loved as a tight end sort of prospect. Got limited playing time. Went to Stony Brook. Uh, sort of, just an unassuming guy who's you know risen up through the ranks. But you know, this is a big time guy who got recruited to play to Florida State and runs a four four seven forty at two hundred fifty seven pounds. That's awesome. All right, let's go to this. Uh, wow, we're actually gonna. This is this is nice for us. Let's. Let's close this out quickly on the Dolphins and uh, let's hear. Fuck you, we're... Ryan Tannehill. Oh, you pussy. What a bitch. Eighty-six yards passing. Like uh, you're making Peyton Manning and his noodle arm look good. Uh, and this is an entirely new offense where they're gonna let you I shift lost. out of place. I lost because of that motherfucker. Shift out of Worlds place. In, I... How do you throw for eighty-six yards when you get a a brand new weapon um, in Devontae Parker and allow him to? You know, just go up and get the ball. He bails your ass out, and then you really never target his ass again. And then you take Fantasy's 10th best receiver at the time in Jarvis Landry, and you throw him the ball barely. You know, you give him a chance to make really two plays, which he makes for five fucking yards. And this is after a week where you were being snide in front of the reporters, how happy you are that... You, you, you just lost your offensive coordinator, his job, and how there's a new regime in and how that's going to help. You suck. Well, the other thing is, is that, you know, for Tannehill, you had horrible matchups that he's had throughout the entire season where he's like, you, you go, okay, if you're a Tannehill owner, you've been sitting here waiting, okay, I got week 13. Before I go into the playoffs, against the poor Ravens pass defense, and then I get into the playoffs and I get the first week against a very poor Giants defense, is allowing more passing yards than anybody else in the league, and 
What kind of confidence do you have going into this after the, the shit burger he threw up there against Baltimore? He's not. He's unplayable. I have confidence starting Lamar Miller and maybe Jarvis Landry because he's done it all season, even with the shit box quarterback. But but here's the thing with, with Lamar Miller, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm playing Lamar Miller this week as well, and I'm going to trust in it. But they finally have recommitted to the run. I just... The, where this offensive mindset has been for this team, it's it's been unclear. Because in the previous two weeks, what was it? Did he have a total of twelve carries the previous two weeks, Lamar Miller? And then they give him finally give him twenty two carries, and boom! Wow! All of a sudden, you get good production out of the guy. Uh, commit to one. When you give him the carries, he does well. Well, that's why the guy got fired. So yeah. This well, is a new everyone's regime. been getting fired there. This is a new regime. <laughs> a new week, yeah. a new firing. This yeah. is a new regime that is guaranteed to run the ball, and they allow you know the eighth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. I think you could start Lamar Miller with a lot of confidence. Besides that, my not, comp- not many anybody else. I'll, I'll still start Devontae Parker, and I'll tell you what. You can tell me that he didn't get his his targets after after the catch, but he had sixty three of the eighty six yards. He is that deep play threat against this Giants defense that can be broken for a big yardage. Give me the boom potential. I'm, I'm, I'll still roll with Devontae Parker because if you're playing him, you're playing him in that last flex, that last wide receiver spot, and I like him right there. Yeah, he's the, one of those last flexes that's got some boom potential. And that's what you look for. He's got touchdowns in two straight games. And you just saw the ability. Did you guys watch this play and actually see him point at the air, put up the number one before actually coming down with the ball with one hand? Because he caught it with both hands, tucked it away, put up the number one, and then went down and scored the touchdown. Like, he was showboating before the touchdown was confirmed, and I fucking liked it. <laughs> uh, he, listen, what position kind of guy? Is the wide receiver better be a damn diva? Give me the goddamn ball. Yeah, it, it, he's going to be an interesting one going into drafts next year because highly drafted uh, in the NFL scheme of things, uh, coming off injuries that shut down a career there at uh, Kentucky, not Kentucky, sorry, Louisville, uh, legit. So he's he's going to be a surprise one that he's going to be way over drafted or not be so and be a value add for next year. Guys, good, good show. Pyro promo. Quickly, we always shut it down at the end. Go to iTunes, hook it up, give us a review, write us a, a little, a, a bit of a write-up, give us a five-star rating. Come on, help us out. It helps our stature. If you're on uh, any of the Android systems like Stitcher or Spreaker, hook us up and you can follow us there and give us a review as well. We're working on some cool stuff with the podcast to be announced. Um, yeah, probably not until the new year. But we're making some uh, we're making some moves with this podcast that are going to be interesting. A lot of people out there have uh, have asked us to be to do this a long time ago. There will be more um, advertising going on in the show, but we're going to be making uh, some great changes uh, for the better and to help us grow as a company. And we're really excited about it. We'll announce some of that stuff later. Check out the Pyro Podcast Light with Stag Party and myself. Friday night, we're going to be uh, recording at about 5 to 6, so that show should be up and online for your listening pleasure uh, about 10 10 p.m. Friday night. Good luck, people. Lean and mean for 14. Uh, We enjoy you joining us on this journey. Fantasy football, it's crazy that it's playoff time and how fast these seasons go by, but 
we don't stop it during the offseason. So stick with us throughout uh, this and your playoffs. Stick with us throughout the actual fantasy football or the, the NFL playoffs for your DFS needs and whatnot. And uh, then during the offseason, we'll be recording nonstop each week to give you uh, strategy. And we even do that during the actual playoffs. We do a lot of strategy stuff as well. Um, for upcoming seasons, instead of us doing the week-to-week matchups, we get to really give you guys the kind of goo that we love, which is to helping you become better fantasy footballers through tactic and uh, operation. So, we love you guys. Thank you so much. Houdini, nice work. Stag party. Love you, kid. Dogmatica, get better um, and get healthy, and we'll see you soon here. I'm D-Rex. We're out. 35 years ago, two shots to the back. We miss you, man.
Well, I'm going to go then. And I don't need any of this. I don't need this stuff. And I don't need you. I don't need anything. Except this. And I'm saying, that's the only thing I need is this. I don't need this or this. This, this ashtray. And this paddle game. The ashtray and the paddle game, that's all I need. And this. Remote control. The ashtray and the power game and the remote control, that's all I need. With these matches. The ashtray and these matches and the remote control and the paddle ball. And this lamp. The ashtray. This paddle game and the remote control. Well, what are you looking at?